Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen. And so are you! Welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 171, and tonight, the show belongs to you. Well, it always belongs to you, but I mean the listeners in general, because I'm going to be taking voicemails from all you cool people who called in with your stories of Halloween Haunted House Attractions. That's right. It's another listener takeover. I haven't done one of these in years, and it's turned out to be a great one. And it also turned out to be a long one. I was kind of nervous for a while that people weren't calling in, but you did in droves. So I hope you're comfy, because we're in for a fun, if somewhat kind of bumpy, sexy night. Bumpy, sexy? What? I don't know. I'm not going to be doing a promo for another show like I usually do right now because, let's just face it, this episode is so chock full, I don't feel like chocking it full with anything that's not top quality business. So let's not distract from the great stuff that's going on, make you think about listening to another show. No, you stay right here. We got a belated Halloween party going on in my pants. Trick or treat, motherfucker. What just happened? I don't know. Hey, if you're new to the show, my name's Patrick. And for the next two hours or so, I'm going to be your guide to the weird and wonderful world of horror. But it's seen through my gay little eyes. And tonight we're going to be seeing the land of Halloween haunted house attractions through your possibly gay little eyes. Whatever the heck kind of eyes you got, we're going to be seeing them through yours. And I can't be more excited. Well, I could be more excited, but I'm also just really exhausted. I'm still kind of worn out from doing all those extra episodes for the Halloween Marathon. There was like, what, 15,000 shows I put out in the month of October. And so I'm burnt. Like, I'm trying to watch horror movies and my brain is like, can't absorb any more screaming. Can't absorb any more ghosts or monsters or werewolves, which are also monsters. I got nothing. I just can't. I can't even talk about it anymore. I'm done. And on top of that, well, let's just say, kids, it's been a hell of a week. And we all know why. And here's the thing. I am going to be addressing some stuff that's going on here at Scream Queen's headquarters on that front. But I'm going to put it at the end of the show because we're here to have fun right now we're here to put all that aside for a couple of hours and just hang out with your friends here and hear about the spooky stories of the halloween holiday season holiday 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 that's halliburton never mind i got nothing I got nothing. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Okay. Like I said, we're just going to keep everything light and fluffy and fun for now. I have some serious things to talk about towards the end, but that's the end. So you're probably wondering what's been going on at Scream Queen's headquarters because I have not told you anything. I didn't do any of these in the month of October. I never talked about myself at all because there were too many goddamn movies to get through. Not that I'm complaining. It was I chose that burden. 
I know what it's like. I've done this before. I've done these Halloween marathons before. Stepped up the process this year because of everything that happened with Rue Morgue Morgue Magazine. And I knew it was going to hurt even more. And ooh, it sure did. But what's been going on here? Well, I'll tell you. First of all, you might have noticed that I've changed what the show is called. I touched on it slightly last time that I used to say that this is the podcast where horror gets bad. But now I'm definitively saying that it's the podcast where horror gets gay. And I know I said I wasn't going to get political, but this is just a little minor thing that happened before everything this week. But I got an email from a listener who was quite angered that I keep referring to myself as gay on the show and not LGBTQIAP or whatever the alphabet soup thing is right now. And I wrote back as respectfully as I could after I stopped foaming at the mouth at people telling me how to label myself. But I said very clearly and distinctly, I cannot call myself LGBTQIAP because I'm only one of those letters. I can only speak for one of those letters. I love all the little different colors of the rainbow, but I only know mine. I can talk definitively about mine. I can't talk definitively about anybody else's experience because it's not my experience. Okay? And I realized that, you know what, Patrick? In the Rumorg article, they said what made this show really stand out was that I've embraced my sexuality, I'm open about it on the show, and that it influences everything on the show. So why am I hiding it up front? Okay, when I started the show, I was a little concerned. Like, well, I don't know. Will that scare people off? Well, if it hasn't scared you off by now, it's not going to now. What? Don't you love when I try to be serious and I just keep tripping over my own tongue? I, You know what I'm trying to say. Listen, nothing on the show has changed. I'm just taking one step closer towards publicly embracing who I am, which you kind of already knew. No, you didn't know already. I tell you every goddamn show. I am gay. I belong to the LGBTQIAP community, but I am gay. Deal with it. Okay, Smoochie's sick again. I had uh, top of everything else that happened. She had to be rushed to the hospital this week. Uh, she woke me up at five o'clock in the morning because she was. I mean, she's always in a bad temper most of the time. Anyway, you've heard her hissing and snarling on the show. That's just her. But this was different. She was running back and forth like a crazy feral. She was like a feral cat, snarling, practically foaming at the mouth, like she didn't know me, and and screaming, not hissing, and I knew something was wrong. Her back was having all these spasms, and they wouldn't stop, these violent, violent spasms going all the way from the base of her tail all the way up to her neck. So I rushed her to the hospital, and they think that she has hurt a muscle in her back, which is entirely possible because she's 30 pounds, and she likes to attack the red dot, you know, the little red dot game. She only likes it when it's on the wall, and therefore she's jumping three feet in the air, which was cute when she was 20 pounds, but now that she's 28... Clearly, she can't be doing that anymore. So she must have hurt herself. She's going for x-rays on Tuesday. We will have more information then. And for those of you who have been following me on Facebook and giving me all of the huggies and support, because I was a mess when this thing first went down, when she was like a crazy beast. I'm like, oh my God, she got rabies somehow. And I'm going to, never mind. I'm not going to say I have to put her down. Although I just said I have to put her down. My God, what is the matter with you? 
I haven't done one of these fireside chat sections in so long that I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm delirious, and the show hasn't even started yet. Okay, what else has happened? Oh, this was fun. Let me backpedal a bit before I get to the fun bit. Well, actually, this is a fun bit. Uh, as you know, I did that show last two months now, two months ago now, the Underpants Godot, and I got some nice bits of work out of it. Uh, I'm working on a two things. Well, actually, no, I'm just working on one thing now. Patrick, what are you talking about? Take a breath. Okay. I got three projects out of it. One I'm not uh, legally allowed to talk to you about at this time. The other one is a play in development that I'm working with an old friend of mine, Michael Blatt, who came to see the show. He's like, you're perfect for this play that's in development, which means that once a month I meet with the writers at the actor's studio, you know, as in inside the actor's studio, you know, that cool place on TV. So I'm there every month and we present scenes to other playwrights and get critiques and the play is going to build over the next several months and maybe something cool will come out of it. Maybe nothing will come out of it, but it's always exciting to be in at base level to watch the whole thing grow. Also, listener Jason Blanco contacted me. Uh, actually, this was before Underpants Godot. He didn't see Un- Underpants Godot, but it was all about the same time, so I've lumped it together in my head. And he said, hey, Patrick, you want to do a couple of monologues for me at a reading thing? I said, absolutely. And I wound up doing one monologue, and it was one of the best written solo pieces I've encountered. It was brutal. It was emotionally jarring. It was one of the most challenging things I've had to perform, and I had to do it this week on top of everything else, but I was thrilled for the opportunity. It gave me something else to focus on than all the other nonsense that I don't even go into. There's other nonsense, like with my landlord insurance company that you don't care about, but this was all going on at the same time, and to have a place to go and express myself creatively and push boundaries and do something quite fabulous that I was very proud to do and honored to be asked to do. So Jason, thank you. That was cool. But the funny thing that happened was uh, the first night we were performing, I was running a little late for our tech-in. A guy on a bicycle, you know, delivery dude on a bicycle, yelled at me because I was too far in the bike lane, which granted was my part, and I turned around and snarled at him. I full-on snarled at him like a werewolf. I don't know where that came from, but that was like some... And this is before the election, so I don't even know where that anger came from, but it was particularly fabulous. As far as movies go, I saw Arrival, which I thought was incredible. And I know it's not going to be for everybody. If you're going in expecting an action sci-fi movie, you're not going to get it, and you're going to be mad. If you're going to see something that's really not so much about aliens, but about us and about the human spirit and and connecting and things like that, then you are going to have a very rich, challenging 90-minute experience. But if you're going in to see shit blow up, no, not going to like it. Not going to like it. And last night, I went with Mr. Bradford to see an off-off-Broadway play called Men in Towels, which was advertised as a trip back in time to a night at the Continental Bathhouse during the time when Bette Midler used to perform there, you know, back when she was Bathhouse Betty. I said, that will be great fun. This was one of the worst things I've ever seen. 
okay, because it was just like plotless. I'm like, okay, so you tried to do an autobiographical history, a history of all of gay history ever, a surrealistic dream piece, an audiovisual projection experience, a fluffy, frilly, campy, gay comedy, an abstract performance art piece, and a musical all rolled into one. Girl, you needed to pick three of those things. Just three of them. And go with that, because it was like, this is an unbelievable, incomprehensible mess. It should have been called Mess in Towels, and that just sounds like diarrhea, and I wouldn't go see that anyway. So if you're going to the New York area and you're lured in by the concept of seeing a play that's all hot guys in towels, which, by the way, they weren't, and I didn't want to bring that up, but but at least if they were really talented, average to not-so-hot-looking guys who performed their roles really well, I wouldn't have noticed because it wouldn't have mattered because they were talented and these guys were not talented. They were terrible. (laughs) If nothing else, I could say the title didn't lie. It promised me men in towels. I got men in towels and not much else. But we got a whole lot else to get to here today so i'm going to play a little music and we're going to be back and we're going to start the listener voicemails i have two very special guests who are going to be joining me to talk about my haunted house attractions and their haunted house attractions that they experienced this year and it's gonna be great spooky fun so stop talking patrick and let's get down to business okay okay Can I stop talking? No, apparently no, I can't. Okay, just hitting the stop button now. Jesus, God. H-A-L-L-O-W-E-N spells Halloween. H-A-L-L-O-W-E-N spells Halloween. Witches and devils and big black bats. Yes. And 
I've just been very busy. Um, I have some personal things going on. Um, yes, we all do. Last I talked to you, Mommy wasn't doing so well in the hospital. Um, um, it was yeah. a very long process, but Mommy has a sparkly tiara now in heaven, so oh. that's okay. That's fine. Oh. She still watches after me all the time, sure. and everything's good. Everything's great. You really, Patrick, I know before you said, blah, blah, I have a silly little show. I love your silly little show. Do you know that? You're you. really, really special, and I adore you, and I adore hearing about your pussy rodeos and your um, Broadway shows, and the only thing is we really have to talk about Flynn. You need to tell him to stop flying over my house at night trying to eat my daughter. I have a real problem with that. So, anyways, yeah, I miss well. you very much. I miss speaking with you. I hope to talk to you again soon. Um... I didn't fly away in Hurricane Matthew. I got flooded out a little bit. Same the thing, my lights didn't go off, but the creek flooded. I have a creek that's right behind my house. It flooded, and we had about six huge, giant oak trees. Thank God it didn't fall on my house. Oh, dear. But it completely blocked me and my cul-de-sac neighborhood. But the good news is I got to use a chainsaw for the first time and not yes! break a nail. So it all worked out all around. Um, as far as your little GoFundMe thingy, I was thinking... Um, First of all, take my money. Second of all, besides, like, T-shirts, little things like that. Um, one thing that I love is your whole movie Spectaculars, and one of you had a movie Spectacular with an audience and have all your little screen queens um, sit around and do a little commentary with you yes. live as you watch the movie or some kind of live stream or something of that sort. So everybody in the little Scream Queen community can watch a movie with Daddy and with Snitchy. That would be so cool. So just an idea, and love you, love you, miss you, miss you. You're great and fabulous as ever. Thank and And um, I don't know. I'll talk to you later. Bye, yes, Patrick. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. That sounded like Flem, but he's not here right now. Robin, thank you for calling. What a pleasure to hear from you. I am sorry about your mom. And fortunately for her, it's only the earthly tiaras that are mine. The heavenly ones I have no control over. So she can enjoy that. And kudos to her for raising an awesome daughter. And... Now, I'm recording answering these calls out of order, and I am insanely excited about hearing about a woman using a chainsaw. And you'll understand that once you hear Michael from California's call. <coughs> Thank you for already breaking the glass ceiling that I'm going to bring up in a later call because time travel exists here on the Scream Queen podcast. <laughs> That was my time travel noise. Thank you for your kind words. It means a lot to me. Those are all very good ideas. I want to do merchandise, but I am not a visual artist. I do not have that kind of eye or or talent. So I need somebody to help me come up with stuff is the thing. I have a line on an artist for a new podcast logo, which of course would spew merchandise everywhere. But I haven't contacted her yet just because I've been bogged down with a lot of stuff. Not bogged down. I've been busy. Good busy. Good, happy, 
busy for the most part. So that's great. I love the idea of live streaming a movie. I know somebody out there does that and the technology exists. I just didn't make a note of it at the time. So if somebody knows how I can live stream a movie and watch it with you all, please contact the show ASAP and you might get a theoretical tiara yourself. Okay, thank you for calling in, Robin. It was great to hear from you. And happy belated Halloween. Because for some of us, it's Halloween all year round. Oh, and as for Flem tormenting your daughter, I, 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 well, a gargoyle gotta do what a gargoyle gotta do. Just keep your windows closed. That's all I gotta do. Or you can play show tunes. He hates them. Okay. And it's a good exposure for your daughter to listen to some Broadway classics. That's my suggestion for you. Thank you, Robin. Goodbye. Don't die. Robin, my dear sweet angel, how wonderful to hear from you. I'm very sorry about your mom. Uh, It breaks my heart. But I have to say that my jurisdiction on tiaras only holds up on the earthly realm so any 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 heavenly tiaras i have no dibs on so she can enjoy it with my blessing you're welcome yeah it's good to hear from you i'm very happy and i'm sorry that phlegm is bothering your daughter but you know gargoyle gotta do what a gargoyle gotta do what can i say i would suggest maybe you know keep your windows closed and possibly blast classic show tunes for like from before 1950 he hates all that shit he really really hates Ethel Merman because she was a sexier gargoyle than he will ever be but that's really not the point right now I love your story I love your story because I just was talking to Michael and there you uh, complaining about the lack of chainsaw chicks out there and there you are there you are hacking them up and keeping it real and looking fabulous I am sure so Kudos to that. I love that. Breaking that glass ceiling like 30 seconds after Michael called. What the hell, Robin? That's amazing. We are changing the world here at Scream Queens. That's what we do here or something. I don't know what we do here. Anyway, thank you for calling, Robin. I love you very much. I kiss you. I squeeze you. Talk to you soon. Patrick. Patrick, it's Michael in California. Hi, Michael. Darling, it's almost Halloween. Well, it's over. Our time of year. Yes. It's raining here for the first time in God knows when. Yay! I think the Californians think the world is ending. I don't know. I come from Texas originally. I see rain. I go, hey, great, lovely. Listen, the reason I'm calling, Please go you on. wanted to know about places to go for uh, some Halloween fun. Yes. Right? I just went and visited some friends in Utah, Salt Lake City, of all the strange places to go for a great haunted house. Go figure. Nightmare on 13th. Ooh. It was so much fun. I had a blast. They scared the poopy out of me. It was sitting on the floor after I had to clean it up myself. I was Ew. a little embarrassed. Listen, the thing to do, if you're in Salt Lake City and you want to go to Nightmare on 13th Street, get the VIP pass. Ah. Why? You skip all the friggin' lines. Lines are You don't have to wait in these really ridiculously long lines to get in to get a ticket to get in line to get in the house. What? You just walk up. You get a VIP spot. You walk up, they give you a little wristband, you say, thank you very much, I'm going to go pee myself now. I thought you pooped yourself. And you get in line to get in the house. 
the haunted house was amazing. It really was. Um, I don't want to spoil too much for anybody who might go out there. Well, it's over. <laughs> the, the makeup on the actors, brilliant. The the place itself has um, has been there for quite some time, and every single year since they owned the building, the brilliant thing about these people is they put on a great haunted house. Mm-hmm. When they are done for the season, mm-hmm. they start ripping everything out from that year and start building for next year's Halloweens and haunted houses. Um, I really say, honestly, I give it like five stars. Go check it out. The the next one year. that really got me friggin' every single time they do this almost that I've been out there, Guy with a chainsaw. Uh, you know, there's no chain on the chainsaw. No, of course not. But it's still, it's scary as hell when this guy's revving a real-life friggin' chainsaw in your face, looking like Leatherface, hooping it up at you. I'm telling you, I had so much fun. Seriously, Patrick. Was he hot? Look it up online. Nightmare on 13th Street in Salt Lake City, Utah. If you get the chance, go. You will have a brilliant time and thank you so much for all these great episodes that that are leading up to halloween i am listening in my car and i'm having a a hoot and a holler oh my god listening oh michael you were doing so well oh my goodness you know what i really have to have phlegm redo the outgoing voicemail message for the for the show calls because I, I really need to remind people that you only have three minutes. But you went over. Eh, you were doing so well. You get the Jay the Haunt Cup. Eh. I shouldn't make fun of him too hard because he's going to be on the show in a little while. I might go. Eh, well, he's here. That's not the point right now. That sounded fabulous. Of course, by this point. Nightmare on 13th is closed for the year, but we know they're rebuilding for next year. And yeah, Chainsaw Guy, always something very visceral about that. Was he hot? That's what I need to know. That's what I need to know, because I I don't know if that makes it better or if it makes it worse or if it makes it both. I don't really know. I have no idea. I went to one. I'm not naming any names. Several years ago, and I don't think I mentioned it on the show because this part was so lame I had forgotten about it. They had Chainsaw Guy, but they just had the sound effect of a chainsaw. And the chainsaw wasn't running. It was totally lame. I said, you fool no one, chainsaw guy. And he was not hot. Do they ever have chainsaw girls? Chainsaw women? Somebody needs to get on that. Somebody needs to get on that. Let's take back this whole chainsaw thing. Let's shatter the glass ceiling on chainsaw people in haunted attractions. Now, Michael, I see that you did call back, so let's see what you have to say to redeem yourself from this incredible embarrassment from going overtime. Hi, Patrick. It's Michael in California Uh again. Listen, you know, I was sitting in my car listening to, what? Scream Queens. I can't believe it. When this little ditty ran through my head, and you know, you can either air this or not, or hopefully you can sing it yourself because you probably have a better voice than I do right now because I'm a little, I'm a little stuffy. Anyway, came up with this because I was thinking when you said, you know, calling us all your beautiful screamers, so how about beautiful screamers? 
screaming for me. Don't close your eyes. I want you to see. Ew, creepy. Beautiful screamers scream through the night. I hope you make it alive and all right. Aww. Okay, well, that was my stupid song. I that thought you might great. get a kick out of it. Hopefully you're doing well. Happy Halloween. Thanks Too again late. for all the amazing <laughs> podcasts. You're welcome. Oh, Michael, my love, that was fabulous. I love that. I could hear Flem the Gargoyle singing that if only well, that ending of it with the, everybody going to be all right. No, he ain't going to take that shit. No, sir, not my pet gargoyle who hasn't been on the show this year. Normally, he will attack and kill me this Halloween season. But for reasons we'll get into later, he's not going to. Not this year. Maybe for Christmas. Who knows? Because that's best of... Thank you, Michael. That was especially magical. You know what, Michael? I love that so much. You are the Scream Queen of the Week! Ah! I can't believe it! Ah! Ah! No tiara for you, honey. If you're new to the show, as Michael is not, obviously, the prize for winning Scream Queen of the Week is and always will be a tiara, but the caveat being that you will never, ever, ever get your tiara prize because all tiaras are and always will be mine. Michael knew this. Michael knows this. Michael understands this. And Michael will deal with it. Thank you, honey. You could sing for me anytime. Freak. Hey, Patrick. My name's Angela, and I'm from Valpo, Indiana. Hi, Angela. Um, I know you were asking about, like, all of the Halloween haunts that people have been going to, and I went yes, to two. I um, I went to one in Niles, Michigan. It's Niles Screen Park, and it's like a theme park with uh, games and concessions, and it has, like, five haunted houses. Sweet. It's pretty awesome, and they have a deal. Um, you can get these coupons, and it's $30 to do uh, three haunted houses, a hayride, and a field of screams, which is like a mate. Sweet. It's pretty awesome. People should check it out. Um, the second one I went to was called Amherst Asylum. Ooh. It's actually an uh, old asylum yes. in um, Amherst, Hebron, Indiana. Oh, oh and tricky. And <laughs> it was awesome. The first year I went to it, which was three or four years ago, it wasn't very good, but they've really upped their game. They've got professional actors. Always good. Um, there was actually a part where my brain stopped working and I was scared to go forward. Oh. And... I got to pet a skunk. Somebody had a live skunk in the haunted house, and they were, like, uh, walking around uh, trying to scare people, but I was too excited. I was like, oh, I want to pet your skunk. So, but those are the two things I've done. So, um, yeah, I'm just letting you know what's going on. Okay, thanks. Bye. Wow. Okay. That's uh, okay. I want to pet your skunk just sounds dirtier. 
than it ever was intended. And that's totally okay. Angela, thank you so much for calling. I'm very excited to hear from you. A, because I'm always thrilled to hear about exciting new haunted attractions, especially if there's a live skunk involved, because I can honestly say I haven't heard that trick before. But I'm also extremely excited because you're a first-time caller! Jingle bell sound effect in a really long time. Yay! So that's very cool. Thank you. So those sounded great. I'm always kind of afraid of those Scream Park things. I went to one, I think it was last year, with listener Alexandra, and I didn't talk about it on the show because it was so fucking terrible. And I'll say what it is right now. It was the Forest of Fear in Tuxedo, New York. Don't bother going. I used to work there back in the day, and I don't know what happened between the time I left and the t- where it is now, but it was a hot mess. Hot mess. The other screen park out here that everyone kept telling me to go to was, oh, you have to go to Bayville Screen Park out on Long Island, because that's what I was originally talking about doing, seeing things on Long Island. But that's run by the same people who own the Jekyll and Hyde Club, you know, where I worked for many, many, many years, and knowing how they ran that place, it just says death trap to me, and also knowing how they ran that place, well, you still owe me two months of pay, Erie Entertainment Incorporated, since you shut the doors closed forever without any warning. We all showed up for work. Am I better? Yes, I am. Plus, to go through their houses with $110. $110? You can bite my butt. Not you, Angela, because you're awesome. You don't deserve to bite my butt. Well, I mean, some people deserve to bite my butt in a nice way, but I don't think you want to bite my butt. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. I want to pet your skunk. I'm going to try that in a bar sometime, see how that works. Okay, thank you for calling, Angela. You are awesome. Goodbye. Hi, Patrick. It's Jay. How are you? I haven't called in a while. just thought I would say hello. This is already a train wreck call. Oh, um, no, anyway, it's already fabulous. Uh, yeah, I saw your, started listening to your episode reviewing um, The Messiah of Evil. Yes. And I thought, that sounds just a little too good to pass up. So I watched it on YouTube, and uh, unfortunately I watched it over the course of maybe a week oh. in little chunks here oh. and there. But I finally finished it. Um, it was... Odd. Yes, I told you it was weird. <laughs> I don't know that I liked it quite as much as you did. I'm glad I saw it. I'm not sure I'd rush to watch it again. Um, some interesting things I thought about, like the the guy's artwork in his studio was so bizarre. Yes. Um, it almost seemed sometimes like the movie was a showcase for this sort of pop art stuff that yes. it was a horror movie. But um, I found it interesting, especially like it, it had a lot of like life-size people and elevators and all kinds of strange things. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, uh, I did like the comparison to it being somewhat Lovecraftian, uh, which is probably the draw that got me to watch it, but one of the things I found kind of funny was when she obviously places a rubber cockro- store cockroach that you get from Woolworths 
on her tongue and then scream. <laughs> now, mind you, she doesn't spit it out of her mouth and then scream. No, she, she screams doesn't. and allows the roach to stay there on her tongue. Uh, and then when she retches into the uh, sink, not only is there some cockroaches, but uh, it's just the odd little uh, anole uh, slash American type chameleon in the uh, in the old sink with it. Because you know why not throwing okay. up lizards and bugs together? Sure, sure. It's the Halloween three thing. Anyway, uh, I've only made it to one haunt so far this season. Yes, it's been a very very unproductive haunt season for me. I should be ashamed of myself. No. I don't earn my nickname. No, no, um, no but, shame. Uh, yeah, various reasons I haven't made it out too much this season. Aww. Well, we've been to one. It was lame. Uh, we may discuss it later. Uh, and I am supposed to go to one this Saturday, which I will hopefully make it to. I have been there once before and really enjoyed it. It's very crowded. It's in the Poconos. Um, so maybe I will have something to report about that one. And if I do, I will uh, talk briefly about the first one that I went to. Anyway, I hope you're enjoying your holiday season. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. You're going to talk to me very soon, Jay, because I'm going to be bringing you on in just a minute, but I'm going to deal with your call first. Okay, Messiah of Evil. One of the reasons I liked it was the mood, and I think if you watched it over the space of the week, the mood is just going to dissipate, and you're going to be able to pick these things apart. I did not, I've forgotten about the terrible dime store cockroach on her tongue but you know you let these things go i didn't notice the chameleon but hey anything goes it's port port dune point dune is that what it was called yeah i actually had to watch the movie twice because i watched it months ago and i thought it was okay but then it stuck with me images the whole mood thing kept coming back to haunt me Mr. Haunt Cub. And when I watched it a second time, I enjoyed it a lot more. I guess because I knew how all the pieces went together better than when I saw it the first time. Obviously, because it was the first time I saw it. God, this is so confusing. And I love that you opened the call with the song from that movie because that song has infiltrated my life. And, of course, I've had to rewrite it about the cat. So I'll be feeding Miss Smoochie, and I'll be singing something like, My pussy cat is way too fat. So, yeah, this is that. And I'm sorry that first taunt was lame, but some of my haunts were lame, too. And we're going to be talking about them because I'm going to be bringing you on right now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. He's the man who lives his life on the shit list. He's the guy who has gotten the three-minute buzzer more than anyone else in Scream Queen's history. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Jay the Haunt Cup. Hello, Patrick. Ooh, that was very scary, Jay the Haunt Cub. <laughs> Wasn't it? Yes. It's hard to believe Halloween's over. It's only over if you say it is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I remember a song on Sesame Street, Keep Christmas With You, all through the year, but we're those people that keep Halloween with us all year round. That's correct. Yes. So you got to see a couple of haunts, right? I did. Uh, nowhere near to my normal... Uh, you know, five to ten at least, but uh, yeah, I got to, I made it to two this year. Okay, I mean, I, well, you know, when when you've had the the whole Six Flags Fright Fest experience, you know, it's kind of hard <laughs> to come down from that. Yes, no one can compare. No, not really. 
So in your call, you said the first one wasn't so great. Uh, it wasn't not only not so great, it was pretty bad. Feel free to name names, by the way. Okay. Because well, this is a um, consumer service we're also providing for people for course. next Halloween. Well, this place, uh, it's called Jason's Woods. It's in um, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. I've heard of it. Yep. It's actually probably the oldest continuous one of these type of attractions, at least in PA, if not sort of the tri-state area, Jersey, you know, um, Delaware, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um so it's been around a really long time, and I've only been there once. It was probably 10 years ago, uh-huh. and I just recall super long lines, and I recall actually it was so crowded that there was a continuous line of us going through one of the haunted houses. So, like, oh. Oh, you're so, just walking yeah. around with the actors, and it was just – it was so bad. So it was a mill. Correct. I hate those. Yes, those are the absolute worst because there's absolutely no chance of any suspense or buildup or anything. You're nope. just literally on a conveyor belt. Yep. Yep. It's like taking a walkthrough tour with a whole lot of people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and I always seem to be in a section that gets nothing. Oh, yeah. It'll be yeah, 10 people sure. behind, ahead of me and 10 people behind me. Hi, yep. Smoochie. Oh, I got it. I got one next to me, too. Uh-huh. She just came next in, so she's going to be kicking up for some food, but she can wait because she's fat. <laughs> Well, I decided to give this place another try because I figured it's been around so long. You know, I I you need I need to give it a second chance, and um, unfortunately, I was disappointed. It was uh, to, my partner and I went, and uh, it cost us about a hundred bucks for the two of us to go. Out. Uh, yeah, um, it was a little pricey. The only thing I would say in their in their um, on the plus column for them is that their VIP option is fairly cheap. I wanted to say it was like. 10 or 15 bucks. It wasn't like a significant jump. So I we figured. I hope not. Yeah, I know, right? After we figured it was worth 50. doing it. Okay. Yeah. Apparently exactly. not, but please continue. But then again, right. you, you, know, you missed the fun line part. Yeah. Exactly. And as we learned at Fright Fest, the line is really kind of the best part, unfortunately. Right. So uh, the problem was that when we first got there, it, it was crowded, but I really was surprised how close it was to Halloween and how little people were there. I mean, I expected it to be packed, and it really wasn't. Uh, we really didn't need – we didn't, in fact, need the VIP. I think by the time maybe we made it to the last one, we might have saved 15 minutes. Okay. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, But uh, you live, you, you learn. Exactly. You don't know until you get there and what you're going to do. Because we, you know, like uh, there's a trend, it seems like now, where a lot of these places take cash only. And if you want to pay by credit card, you got to buy online ahead of time. Yeah. Of course, there's a service charge. Sure. So, uh, but yeah, so we avoided that line. But we got there and there was two massive lines, but there was no direction as to where you were supposed to go, whether if you were buying one there or if you were already Uh had or whatever. So that right there was annoying. God damn it. Yeah. So uh, this place had five haunts. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. One, one um, hayride, which uh-huh. is probably yeah, <laughs> which is what they're probably known for best. Uh, one walkthrough trail, uh, which actually parallels a lot of the um, hayride, mm-hmm. and then three indoor uh, haunts. And basically, uh, what I'll just say is this: I I think the the major problem with them is that they did not have enough actors. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And what was kind of interesting was, like on the trail, 
uh, on the um, on the hayride, they do what a lot of other places do, where like you sort of pull into some of those type of garages, uh-huh. and the doors close around your tractor trailer Sexy. or your tractor, all that. Yeah, Sexy, yeah. uh huh, sure, uh huh. <laughs> um, so they had those, but there was almost no one in between. Oh. Those things, and it was really strange because they would have, they would have like one main actor in each of them, like a main character. Yeah. And there was a script playing, and they just were mouthing along to it. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. shit! Now we used to have to do that crap at Jekyll and Hyde. We used to do it live, and then they decided you're going to mouth <laughs> along to pre-recorded voices. Uh huh. Fuck that. Yep. It was lip syncing. Oh, no. <laughs> With no fabulous costumes. No, 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 no. Sashay away, Jason's Woods. <laughs> exactly. So that was that was rather sad. Uh, the only thing that was kind of cool was one of the ones we stopped in had sort of a vibrating thing that the truck, that the uh, hayride sat on. Again, sexy, so, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was times when, like, a monster or something would, they'd, like, put their hands on the truck and they'd make the whole thing. You know, vibrate and okay. stuff. So that was that was kind of cool, but that was not enough to to. No, uh, no. I can no. vibrate myself at home for free. Exactly. What in the in privacy what? of your own warm home? Thank you. Without with some strangers <laughs> in a barn somewhere. Although yeah. that just got hot again. Never mind. Never mind. Well, I'm sorry, Jason's Woods was a bust. So was yeah. my date with a zombie. Oh, you had a date with a zombie. Yeah, uh, there's a group here, and this is not a reflection on the social group itself. It was the event that was the problem, because uh, this didn't go well either. Uh, it, uh, it's a group called Guy Social. Apparently, they're a national thing. It's just a gay social thing. Mm-hmm. Mix mingle. Yep. And being a single dude, i got to get my mingle dingle on. I hear you. And I figured this would be a good thing to do. They're having gay night. Uh, and there is a standing attraction here called Trapped in a Room with a Zombie. It's your basic room escape thing. Yes. The gimmick is you're in there with a zombie. Mm-hmm. The zombie is on a chain that's very short at first. Every five minutes, an alarm goes off, and the chain gets a foot longer. I've heard of these. Yes, and if the zombie touches you, you are not necessarily out, but you can't look for, for things anymore. You can vocally help, but you basically okay. have to go sit in the corner. Okay. And I said, okay, this will be fun. It wasn't fun. <laughs> it wasn't fun. I'd say maybe this would have been great with a group of 8 to 10. They put, I think, maybe 16 people in the room. Oh, wow. So there were too many people in there. It was really hot, and so it was just completely disorganized. I yep. mean, it's supposed to be confusing, and I have to say the puzzles were incredibly hard for what I could get a handle on them because it was complete chaos in there. Yes. I would have people – okay. Okay, I'm being – I'm going to make a huge generalization here. I, there were a couple of really bossy bottoms in there that were just yelling at people, and if I found a clue, they would rip it out of my hand and run away with it. Oh, Lord. So I was not being allowed to play. So as a social mixer, this absolutely sucked. So about 10 minutes before it was over, the zombie tagged me, and I was done. And our, mm. this also irked me. Before we went in, they said, okay, everybody's going to make a name tag, or, or pick a team theme to something silly. And we decided on gay porn actor names, real or fictional, because the zombie is going to taunt you Okay. using your names. I said, that's fun. So I went from my standby, Charlie Blow Pops. <laughs> this guy didn't do anything. A, not hot. Uh, he just kind of flopped around. Disappointing. The, he flopped around on the floor a lot in a lot of clothes, 
And it was just like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going, when's the da- taunting happening? When, when is this happening? And when we're leaving, he says to the guy who runs, he's like, oh, I forgot it was gay night. I suppose I should have taken my pants off. Yes, you should have. <laughs> yes, you should have. Oh, Lord. Not that, that it would have terrible. helped because he was just dreadful. And when we're leaving, and one of the organizers was like, well, we thought about maybe getting a drag zombie instead, but we decided to go for the hot guy. I mean, first of all, A, A, fail. B, mm-hmm. a drag zombie throwing undead shade. <laughs> would have been fabulous. Yes. So Good point. my date with a zombie, total dud. He was deadsville. Wow. So that's that. that. That's so lame. no reflection on guy social. I actually look at their calendar, and if you're in one of the, you know, guys, check it out. If you're looking to make, meet other gay people, this was not the event to do it at because this did not build any teamwork. Not not the point. But yeah, and I think that this trapped in a room with a zombie thing would have been good on another night, but fail and fail for this particular experiment. Now, did you have better luck with your second haunt? I had much better luck with my second haunt. Yay! What was your second haunt? (laughs) My second haunt was the Hotel of Horror in the Pocono Mountains. Oh. We went to this one last year. Was it the beautiful Mount Airy Lodge? It was not. Oh, because that, that's out of business. <laughs> so that would be great if it was there. Please continue. Hold it on, actually on. is in a, in a super, super old hotel. Like, <laughs> I mean, what used to be a hotel probably in like the early 1900s or something. Oh, okay. But um, the thing that I like about these guys, this is only the second time I've been, but it's the second year in a row. But they do enough changes that um, it, it's like basically going through something new. The problem is they get very, very crowded, and there's only – there's only really two attractions, and they have this one exhibition thing you can pay five bucks to go in uh-huh. and, look, and look at. But that doesn't really eliminate any of the lines. No. So we got there when it opened, and we still had quite a bit of a wait. They tried to time it so the one woman was telling us who was letting people into the horror or into the hotel part that they try to put three to five minutes between each group. Well, they might have tried that, but um, first of all, in that section, we caught up to the two – little girls that were freaking out because uh. they were sent by themselves. Now, when I say little, I mean, they were like, you know, probably mid to late teens. They weren't like, they weren't, they weren't little kids. They weren't six year olds. Okay. No, no, yes. no. Cause that so would have been, fl- been wonderfully cruel, but just not yeah. wise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a mistake for them to go through by themselves because yeah. they wound up, they kept holding back and holding back. And I was like, ugh. So finally, at some point, they they just said, like, why don't you go ahead of us? And then, of course, they tagged along with our group, of which there was four of us. There okay. wasn't a whole lot of us. Okay, that's fine. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, make it to the final real girls. That's right. Uh-huh. Now, if they had gone in with us to begin with, that would have been fine. But the way it worked out, it was kind of – it was a little annoying. That's the one thing I hate is when you get people that linger and stuff, and then you catch up to the group ahead of you. Yeah. That happened towards the end of that same haunt, and that was after those two girls. We caught up with the group ahead of them. Uh-huh. So that that part kind of sucked. But this place is – the makeup is amazing. They do a great job on it. They have people that wander through the lines that are really heavily made up mm-hmm. just to kind of you know entertain people and scare them. And – uh the props and everything are fantastic because it's built in this old hotel. There's a lot of up and down. There's a lot of steps. Uh-huh. So you never quite know where you're going. Uh, the second part was called altered nightmares. And usually that's some kind of theme. I believe last year it was like puppets and marionettes or something like that. I'm out. Or, nah, doll, nah. Doll, <laughs> dolls. No, <mm-mm>, done. <laughs> 
this one this year was for, was called Dark Magic, and it was like spells and curses and things like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the thing <laughs> the thing I remember most about this is there was a little bit of a, um, a there's there was a, a a character there that a true furry would have really appreciated. Uh, it was basically a guy in like a shabby dog costume, and he would just kind of like wander around and just like follow you and stare at you and not say anything. Um, and I remember that from last year because I remember him following us. I was second to last then, and he was freaking out. My friend that was that was you know bringing up the rear, so to speak. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Meanwhile, so. Jay the Haunt Cub is saying has, has, he has no problem with you know strange furry men following him in the dark. Yes, no problem there. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm the one in my group that almost always goes through first. So, well, well while that's kind of nice with a name like Haunt Cub, you put yourself the leader. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't allow me to hit all the actual scares because sometimes I'll see the actors before everybody else does. Sure. Um, so, but it is kind of fun from the standpoint of like I get to hear other people in my group scream. Uh huh. And uh-huh. hey, if you were at a lesser house, you'd get everything because normally the bad houses just hit the first person in the group. Yep. And forget everybody else. Right. So okay, so so plus for Hotel of Horror, what was it called? Yes, Hotel uh, yeah, of Horror. Plus for them for not attacking the first person in the group this time. I'm sorry, it was you know you didn't get all the good stuff, but you know hey. Hey, these things happen. They got me a couple times, so I, I really can't complain. Good. Yes. Good. That makes me happy. That may, At yes. least you got one good haunt out of the bunch. I, I figure yep. – I only went to two – well, three counting the uh, zombie thing. Mm-hmm. And there was one great one, and that really all that matters. And you're going to hear about that on the show, sir. Awesome. Yes, you will. Oh, Jay, thank you very much for stopping by. It was a brief visit, but – Yes, it's nice to be here. A fabulous uh, hopefully one. I'll have more to tell you next year. No, that's perfectly fine. You didn't have a lot of time this time, so it was a little contracted, and that's okay. Yeah. Because we have a lot of listener stories to get through, and they're all pretty good. Awesome. I went through them today. You're going to have fun listening to this. Stuff I, oh, I places I hadn't heard it. of before. Yes, so thank you, Jay, for stopping by. You're welcome. Okay, big hugs to you. Yep, and to you. Hello, Patrick, and... Happy Halloween. <laughs> yeah, too late. It's over. Uh, it's Jeff out of California. I Jeff! know I'm on a little late with uh, any kind of Halloween haunt or scary stories, miscellaneous things that happen. Yeah. That were kind of freaky. Yeah. But I wanted to call and give you a little something. Uh, uh, you better give me a little something. Hopefully I can fit it in at the time. First one was... You better fit it in. Here's oh, yeah. back when I first got the box set of Friday the 13th. Yes! All by myself, my parents had gone on vacation or something somewhere. I was watching through the movie, and I was watching, I believe it was part six. Okay. I think it was part six where there was the RV. That's six. Well, Jason was just about to cut the power to the RV when all the power went out in my house. Oh, oh. And I jumped up off my bed, ran outside. I was fully dressed, by the way, so don't have any fear feelings, man. Too late! The power had gone out in the neighborhood <laughs> on I at least half of my block. Uh-huh. So I stupidly went back into the house, put some more bass in my voice, going, hello, anybody there? You know, because I was like, you know, 18 and... Butching it up. Freaked out. But, uh-huh. uh, I think it was 18. I might have been a little bit older, but... Whatever. Yeah, really freaked me out. Second quick story here. 
I was at Halloween Haunt. It's not scary fun out here. Not scary fun. And friends of mine were like, let's go through the clown maze. Now, I have a fear of clowns. Not a paralyzing curl-up-in-a-ball fear. But they suck. But enough where I want to punch something in the face repeatedly until it stops moving. I'm so turned on. So, reluctantly, I go through the maze. Fists clenched the entire time, and a couple of performers backed off when they looked at me coming through because... You're so manly? Instinctively, my fists were getting drawn back to punch a clown in the face. Oh, so, oh, oh. while it's not all that great of a story, those are my couple of times where I got freaked out around Halloween stuff. I scary accept stuff. So, yeah. I'm a big pussy at times. No. So, uh, anyway, once again, happy Halloween. <laughs> Talk to you later, Patrick. <laughs> okay, Jeff, thank you for calling in. That was a Fabulous, fabulous call with fabulous stories of you just being so lame. No, that's perfectly good. I mean, when things like that, those kind of weird synchronicity things happen with what's going on on screen and what's going on in your life, that's a freakout. That's a total freakout. And what I bet you don't realize is that when you were walking around the house and you were putting more bass in your voice, that... When you're in that situation, when you don't realize what you're actually doing, you think you're dropping your voice, the octave, it's probably usually going up the octave, so you're probably like, hey, is anybody in here? And that's okay, too, because personally, I'd be more scared of that coming out of you than the other thing. That made it sound like poop. I don't want to talk about poop right now. I don't want to talk about anything. Not scary farms. I've heard nothing but good things about this stuff, but clowns can suck it. I don't like clowns either. The whole concept of clowns is icky. And you just walking around like ready for fisticuffs to break out at any moment, that's adorable. When you're scaring the people in the house, that's a little magical something that, you know, I don't know. You should pay extra for that. I don't know. I, don't, I got nothing. I got nothing. Thank you, Jeff. It's not a, It's not an episode of Scream Queens without a call from Jeff. So it's officially an episode of Scream Queens, people. Jeff called. And now he's gone. Goodbye. Hi, Patrick. This is Stacy from Creepy Kitch, and I wanted to call Hi, and share Stacey. my hot experiences with you. Yeah. I would also humbly ask that Flem not shit in my mouth while I'm sleeping. Uh, I once nope. woke up with a cat butt in my mouth, and I think that was horrifying enough. We don't oh, we don't need to challenge that. Anyway, I went to two haunts, quote unquote, this uh, holiday season. <clears throat> Excuse me. Quote unquote. The first one was uh, your more basic local thing where it was a haunted corn maze. Uh, in Yakima, where I work, and Yakima. I've never actually done anything like this, and it was super fun. However, the problem is, is I'm a screamer, and the motherfuckers figured that out, oh. and so you really haven't lived until you're already jumping outside of your skin, and you got a guy uh, firing a chainsaw in your ear. I get so, yeah. with the chainsaw. In yes. fact, uh, I was such a popular target that at one point, one of the haunters with the chainsaw was walking behind me socializing with my friends waiting for me to turn around so that he could pop the fucking chainsaw. Uh, The second thing I did was I went to the Mickey's uh, Halloween party at Disneyland with my beloved co-host, Cindy, and uh, uh, hung out with her for about a week and a half and many drunk shenanigans ensued, but that was much gentler, obviously, but it was a lot of fun as well. And we got to trick-or-treat in the park, which two thumbs up, free candy. Hey! And uh, also, uh, it was 
a million screaming fucking degrees even at night. So, you know, I got to be sweaty and gross underneath my chitin. Anyway, those were my experiences. As always, love the show. Talk to you later. Bye. Ah, Stacy, 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 Stacy. Thank you so much for calling in. Very excited to hear from the Creepy Kitsch Girls. That show is so good. If you're not listening to that, you should go check them out at least once, at least 10 times, at least 35 times. They are very entertaining ladies. And I already told Cindy about Stacy, rather. I, I, I told Well, actually, Cindy found out about it, too, because I posted it on their site. But when I get a notification that a podcast voicemail has come in, I get one of those voice-to-text translations through Google Hangouts, and they're always hilarious. And when there's a good thing that happens, I let the people who called know. And this was particularly fabulous because it was translated as, Hi, Patrick. This is Stacy from Creepy Carrots. I immediately had to share, and of course the ladies over there were thrilled and now want to adopt Creepy Carrots as their official mascot, change the name of the show, all that stuff, because there's really nothing more terrifying than a root vegetable with an attitude problem. Am I right? Of course I'm right. I hate that about haunts, when they target the screamers. Because I am clearly not a screamer, and I paid my money too, goddammit. So when I ran haunts, I'd say, yes, target your screamers. But remember, there are other people in the party, for God's sake. Don't always go after the easy target. Not that I'm calling you easy, but your target is easy. And, hey... The Mickey's thing sounds cool. I have no thing against, as you called it, a soft haunt. Which now sounds dirty, and there's too many children there for me to make a dirty joke about Mickey's soft haunt. But hey, you gotta break these kids in somehow. And really, if you're a screamer, at least you know you're not gonna be targeted while trying to get some freaking trick-or-treat candy from Daisy Duck or whatever the hell you were doing while you were there. I have no idea. I've never been. I'll never go. So there's that. And I don't know why I'm yelling at you. I don't know why I'm so upset right now. Probably because I didn't get any Halloween candy this year because we didn't have any trick-or-treaters. And we've never had any trick-or-treaters here, so I don't buy any. And if I don't buy any, then I don't have any. Then if I don't have any, I don't eat any. What's your point? I have no idea. Since when do I have a point? Never! Thanks for calling in, Stacy. And by the way, when you mentioned that the guy was popping his chainsaw at you, that just sounds like a really terrible, rapey euphemism. And I do not approve. I'm going to be writing a very pointed letter to... No one. <laughs> Goodbye. I love you. Oh. Hi, Patrick. It's Timmy Sims <gasps> calling. I saw your request for sto- um, stories for a haunted attractions. I'm and it always makes me think of two. Oh, my God. It's I have Timmy two. Sims. Oh, my God. Um, and they're both kind of the same theme. You go through a whole haunted attraction, Hole. and then you go through all the ho- heart-pounding, horrific shenaniganery that they put you through, and then they kick you out at the end, and all you have to do is make it to the exit. And my first one was in Chicago, 
and there was a long hallway, and at the other end was Freddy hey. standing there. You had to make it from your long one end to the other end and make it through Freddy. We were freaking out. I was freaking out. I wanted to turn around to go back through the scary maze again, but they locked the door. You couldn't go back Bastards. in. And then all of a sudden, he disappeared. And they were like, shit, where'd he go? And next thing you know, we were so petrified looking at him that at the end, we didn't know there was a door right next to us. And he jumped out and got us and made us run and chase us to the end. And oh. that, to me, has made me hate him or... You know, just the look of him scares the crap out of me. Aww. And the other ending was where we went through this horrible maze. Yeah. And the best part was the end because it was a field, but the field from the from where they kicked us out to the entrance was all these leather faces, and they had these chainsaws, handsaws, ah! chainsaws, just going, just blaring. <laughs> and you had to make it from one end to the other through all of these leather faces chasing after so you. So many leather faces. And those were the most exciting parts. Was just the last part, just trying to get out of the damn attraction. Yay! Ah. See, I'm all nervous right now just talking about oh, it. It's okay. It was the most okay. fun. Thanks for reminding me. Good night. See ya. Bye. Oh, Timmy, I'm sorry you're so scared. Come here. Let me comfort you. There, there. There, there. No, there. There, there, there. Oh, yeah. Right there. Ooh. We're naughty, Timmy. I can't help it. Timmy's adorable. I get my kicks above the waistline sunshine, and, and I don't know what that means in reference to anything, but you know what? Hey, any reference, any chance to squeeze in a show tune? Am I right? And now I'm squeezing things in. I can't stop with you, Timmy. I can't control myself. You just bring out this side of me, and I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of my sensualitudes. Anywho, that all sounded cool. I like the... I was expecting with your first haunt, Chainsaw Dude at the end, because there's always Chainsaw Dude at the end. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That normally is the best part. I liked that it was Freddy. I liked the disappearing act. And you were all like, oh, my God, am I awake? Am I asleep? Freddy going to poke me with his sharp things. And I'm very happy that you got out okay. And I have to say, if there's... Anything that's worse slash better than Chainsaw Guy at the end is a field full of Chainsaw Peoples at the end. That's cool. I like that. Hey, hey, if you're not going to be original, at least pour it on in buckets. And now I'm back to thinking dirty thoughts again. See what you do to me. See what you did to me, Timmy. Look at it. Look at it. Hi, Timmy. I'm Patrick's waiter. What happened? What just happened? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was completely rude, Timmy. I'm sorry. I'm really not that sorry. I'm kind of sorry. I don't know how to feel about anything. I'm talking to a recording while recording and being obscene. But hey, that's what you guys don't pain for. Pain for? Pain for. I was going to say, forget it. Forget it. Just wrap it up. Oh, my gosh. So many voicemails. Daddy's getting a little delirious, but Daddy kind of likes it. Thank you, Timmy. I love you. 
Hello, Patrick and Flem. It is Zombie Girl TJ, and hopefully I'm not going to get hung up on this time. You Hi, know. TJ. No, I didn't end up in prison. I had to arm wrestle the cop, and I won two out of three. So, you know, I'm good. Okay. Um, and I am home from my long national horror story of taking care of my mom for three months in Colorado, which yeah. is what I was bitching about on that phone call that you didn't hear, oh, okay. was that I am living my own horror movie, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm really calling to talk about a haunt experience because yes. I worked at our local haunted house for, I think it was eight years. Oh, Lonnie's crying in the background. Lonnie, the one who looks like Smooch. <clears throat> Sorry, a little flemmy. Hi, cute. And, wow. um, <laughs> never mind. Um, so yeah, you. quickly if I can get this in in under three minutes, Yo, or however long you're. Like, Stop talking, then. Get to the point, woman. God. So my friend Dick and I are doing a room, which is the morgue, and I am the dead, icky body on the table, like you know, torn apart, practically coming apart in the middle, sure. kind of a thing, like uh-huh. fake legs, so that I could make it look like my top half was moving away from my bottom half. Uh, white contact, can't see a thing. And the the kicker scare at the end of the room was a um, body drop kind of a thing. So basically you, you scare the people with the live zombie who then sort of peters out and lays still. And then as they're going out the door, a yeah. body drop slams into a plexiglass window next oh, to me, which was no. Dick's favorite thing to do at the haunted house. Sure. So I'm laying there. I'm prepped. We're ready to go. I can't see anything. And I hear the kids come in, and Dick does his spiel, and I come to life, and I shoot green goo through a syringe into my neck. And uh, sure. I scare uh-huh. the kids, and they scamper off to the exit corner of the room, and I sort of die again. And uh, and I hear Dick go into his spiel that allows him to do the body drop, and I hear the, the thump of the body drop against the plexiglass. Yeah. And then I hear complete silence. And I don't hear them leaving, and I'm kind of freaking out because it's like I've got to reset myself in this sort of magician's table that I'm laying the on. The show must go on, damn it. And Dick's not showing them out of the room. God damn it, Dick. And after an unseemly amount of silence, I hear Dick say, well, you better pick him up. Oh. And I'm like, oh, what? Wrong body drop. And I hear scuffle, 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 and then Dick comes over and taps me on the hand to let me know it's okay to move and get reset. And I'm pissed. And I'm like, Dick, you got to move them out of the room faster than that. I can hear the next group already coming. They're, they're just turning the corner about to come in here. And, um, you know, and he goes, well, one of them fainted. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out they were like three, somewhere between 10 and 11 or 12-year-old boys. And one of them fainted Let when the body, body dropped hit the, the window. Blow. And his friends it had to, like, pick him up, revive him, and, and kind of have carry him out. Aww. Yes, we should have called security. Yes, they should have had to have leave the haunt. But. But we basically high five, and that was it, and we yeah. went to the next group. So that's my haunt story. Hope it's a good one. Love you. Bye. That was a great haunt story, TJ. I love it when someone's going to be scarred forever because, as you said, it was a, what, 11 or 12-year-old boy with other 11 or 12-year-old boys. He's always going to be the kid who passed out in the haunted house, and you were partly responsible for that. So yay for you and hooray for Dick. Both Dick the person and, well, Dick in general because, well, I'm a fan. Well, I don't know Dick the person, but I I like the other. Well, never mind. Never mind. I'm glad that your your the whole stuff with your mom is over for now, and you're home, and you're more relaxed and stuff. And I'm super excited that TJ is going to come to stay with me for a while in December to get away from it all and and just rest and relax and probably be eaten by Smoochie because she'll eat anyone or anything. But, you know, 
We shall see. We shall see. I'm very excited. That was a good call, TJ. I like that. I like that a lot. I, I never had anybody pass out on me in any of my haunts. So you got one on me, girl. So put that in your non-real tiara. Non-real? What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't. So that ends our voicemail section of the program, but wait, we're still not done because I've got another very special guest to bring on to talk about uh, two more haunted attractions. So it is my pleasure to introduce to you, she is a longtime listener, first-time guest, and an actual flesh-and-blood friend in real life, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Vanessa McEnery! <laughs> So that is the end of the call-in section. That is all the voicemails that I received. But the show is not even remotely over because I have yet another very special guest here to talk about another two haunted houses that I went to, one with her and one by myself. And it's going to be fabulous, and I can't wait to bring her on. I am thrilled to have her here. So without any further ado, let me introduce to you, she is a longtime listener of the show, first-time guest, and an actual flesh-and-blood friend in real life ladies and gentlemen boys and girls Vanessa McKinnery I said enthusiastic. No, that was brilliant. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. <laughs> I could be more enthusiastic. <laughs> no, that was fine. That was fine. There are dark times. It was all the enthusiasm you can muster, and you already told me you were tired in the conversation that they didn't hear. Well, yes. It happens. <laughs> I'm very excited to have Vanessa on. She is an in-real-life friend as well as a listener of the show and a kind of different borough neighbor kind of thing <laughs> and we've hung out several times at many spooky things and yet i never dawned on me you should have vanessa on the show that's okay probably because okay. you're real i am it's amazing <laughs> but i'm not taking you for granted anymore i i appreciate that thank you so vanessa and i got to do what was advertised as a haunt yeah well it, the thing is, is that actually we were going to try to do it last year. Yes, we were. And they, and they canceled it. And that was when it was out on Long Island. Yes. And because so of then, inclement, le- uh, inclement weather. Or I, I thought it was something different than that, like a, a permit thing. But oh, maybe you're, you're right. You're right. You're it right. It was something weird like that, that we were both like, what? What does that mean? You know, it was kind of <laughs> strange. Well, this thing that we went to go see is called nyctophobia, which, of course, means fear of the dark. And the reviews of when they did this on Long Island, which they'd done for several several years, were stellar. All kinds of major press going to see it, saying it was completely unnerving. But now they were doing it right here in the heart of Manhattan. And there's plenty in Manhattan that can be frightening on a daily basis. Right. <laughs> maybe that's why this didn't work in Manhattan. Yeah, maybe. But honestly, I think it was really because you weren't in the dark. 
ever. I, I, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. Okay, so there was we really had no idea what we were, were in for because all of the reviews and descriptions of it were vague. The website itself says like, "What is you know?" Frequently asked questions. The first question was, "What is nyctophobia?" Their answer was, "Yes." It was just a a, a, a white background with black small font. I mean, it was really so nondescript. Yes, but that's what blackout does. Right. Their site is it, the same way. It's just stark and bleak, and I see what they're going for, and they're trying sure. to create a air mystery about it. Yeah. It was a whole thing where they we weren't they weren't going to tell us where we needed to be until the morning of. Yeah, that that was kind of strange, but I was like, okay, I get it. Sure, I'll go along. Sure, they wanted an excessive amount of information. Yeah, that was <laughs> – I was like, wait, do you want my social security number? My yeah, because the thing is we had to buy tickets in a bulk of four. You couldn't buy a, a single ticket for this, which reminds me I need money from Galaxia. So we got two other friends to go. Actually, my friend Galaxia, who I know from the Dark Side Horror Movie Meetup group. Hi, Galaxia, and her friend whose name unfortunately has fallen out of my head. Jay. Jay, okay. <laughs> who paid me in cash. Thank you. As yes. did you, so thank you. Um, yes. So that was a pain in the ass. And then we had a, I had to get all this information from them. And I'm going, what game are they playing here? This is crazy. The amount of hoops to jump through to get through the non-door well, yeah. <laughs> of yes. this attraction yes. was, was building up some suspense. Sure, sure. They could have done – I think they could have used some of that uh, – but they, you know, in a, I guess in a way, but they, no, nothing. Nothing. No, it had no this, bearing on anything. No, this was a complete disaster. Because, yeah, I, the, the one thing that they insisted on, that you had to come with some form of headphones. Right, right. Which, okay, sure, fine. So, and in this, like, completely bonkers weather season where it's 30 degrees one day, 75 the next day, the night we're going was, of course, one of the 30-degree nights. Right. Yeah, so, I know. I think I could actually see my breath at one point. I was like, wait, I didn't think it was going to be this cold. I mean, I was dressed well enough, but still it was just a little, you know, yeah, you don't know what's going on here with the weather. No, and of course, most of this was outside. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah, but that's fine. If we were going to, and, and you know, to be fair, it started off okay. Everybody got a little, what do you call those things? They're the, like the iPod uh, Nano, the small one. The little square ones. We each got our own okay. individual thingy do. Yeah. And, you know, they let us, you know, we had to meet outside this bar. And Which, you know, honestly, I wasn't sure. I was like, do we have to go through the bar? Is it somehow connected to the bar? Is the bar sponsoring it? Do we get drinks after? I mean, honestly, that would have been awesome. That, yes, but yes. It was just, no, that was a place to, like a, a you know, just a, a landmark pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had no connection to the bar. And, you know, if the girl did not have a clipboard, I wouldn't have known what to do. And we would have been crying. Right. But we were, but we weren't. We were. We're freezing, but not crying. Right. Uh, yeah. So they, we get all get a little nanos, and we have to go and stand against a brick wall on a circ, on a, our little circles while they test everything out. And what the the game they were playing? I was expecting a more psychological house. I Agreed. Mean, and I'm calling it a house just because. Well, I'm using the broader we, term. We started out in the middle of Second Avenue in the East Village, and it was. It was nighttime, but it was still pretty busy. Yeah. So it was kind of like, well, we're in the middle of all this hustle and bustle. And again, I was going back to where's the darkness come in? Where's like a, a haunted, like a secluded area somewhat? There's nothing secluded over there. You know, not at least that time of night. 
Hello, did I lose you? Cat issues? Hello? <laughs> yeah, are you having cat issues No, I'm again? not. I've discovered my new microphone has a really sensitive mute button, so I'm going to put this huh. way over here. Okay. Because I breathed on it. So uh, what was I saying? Oh, those of you who have been listening for a while might remember I talked about an event that I did maybe two summers ago called Remote New York. We started out in Greenville, uh, Greenpoint Cemetery because Greenpoint doesn't matter. Green it's, Lawn. Green Lawn, thank you. Green Green Dead People place. Yeah. And we all got special headphones, and we were led on a tour of New York by a robot voice that you could not trust. And that's when I – this know, is what – I'm sorry. I remember you saying – talking about that, and that sounded amazing, actually. It, it was pretty amazing. It was grimmer than I thought it was going to be, but that's <laughs> we're not. That's neither here nor there. And right. I said, okay, they got I, this idea from there that we're going to have some kind of walking tour. Sure. At least partially led mm-hmm. by this robot voice, which was accurate. Okay, sure. Sure. And except it was only a robot voice for – the thing that was not working here was there was not a whole lot of um, continuity. Like first of all, the event wasn't very long, and the the, the way the tone changed repeatedly mm-hmm. didn't really work because you, first you're – it's a robot voice that we're working for some organization or we're in contact with some organization, and we have to follow instructions – Great. Oh, and don't, for, and don't forget that to begin with, on the sidewalk, they had drawn circles, four circles, and each had a number in it. So we yeah. each had to stand on the spot. Yes. To figure out whether we were one, two, three, or four. Right. Right. And so we were, we get our marching orders to go marching down the street, you know, with our Literally. arms touching each other, you know, with arms on the shoulder of the person in front of you, marching the line. And we're being talked through about this organization that's watching us and well, we're part of it now or something. Are we part of it? I don't know. Like, I didn't really understand the story. But it was an organization, terrifying secret organization that may or may not be real people, maybe spiritual, maybe psychological, but they're, what was it called? The Feel Bads? Yes, The Feel Bads. I'm like, really? The Feel, the feel Bads is like a really bad 80s band. <laughs> well, and they just, everything had the, you know, your frowny face, like, look. That was they just, they'd have buttons or signs or something drawn here and there that had the frowny face. Although if you looked at it the wrong way, and I think a few of them were misdrawn on the sidewalk, they were happy faces. Uh huh. I pointed that out to one of them later and they are like, they're looking at me like I was insane. Forget it. Continuity. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, we're talking, we're walking in the street. We're talking about like how, uh, you know, People, you know how, how people, what people do to avoid feeling bad, and like the, to keep the bad thoughts away. You'll keep music playing and keep yourself distracted to keep yourself from torturing yourself with your own voice, uh, with your own brain, rather. Right. And it was you know, just trying to get you to look at people funny, and it wasn't working. It's was like the people that are not listening to well, music or on the phone, they might be part of it because they are connected, not connected or connect. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Well, and they were, they would periodically say, oh, stop, look up in that window. And, you, you know, it's the voice, again, it didn't have much intonation. So I felt like you could have, you know, built some suspense by just having a, a recorded voice that had a little more emotion in it. Yeah. Not necessarily, but still kind of kept it a little, you know, not completely monotone, but a little bit. And it just. Yeah. Well, oddly enough, the thing with, 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 uh, remote New York, I figured out later, you know, cause our, we had, I said we had a robot host for a while that switched halfway through to another robot voice. 
right. you know, with a name, and I can't remember what the name is off the top of my head, but I said, hmm, I'm just curious about something. And I looked it up, and I said, the, the name that it was, it was the Microsoft Voices. <laughs> okay. So they used a good voice program. This did not use yep. a great voice program. It was dead. And if, after a while, it was a guy who was like, I'm sorry, I broke away from them. I'm speaking to you. Personally, and it was just bullshit. And it, 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 no, I don't think it was a voice program. I think it was just someone who it was an actor. Yeah, I think it was a bad actor. I mean, honestly, yeah, I think maybe initially the first whatever couple minutes, sure it was robotic, but after that, no, I think it was just a bad actor. Yeah, yeah, and the whole thing is that we're we're now in contact with representatives of the feel bad, and I, I think we're being recruited by them. I guess so we got split up, which we knew was going to happen. But before that, hold on. Before that, you know, we go to one corner. I'm going to come back to this, okay, the, the good sure. part of this, because this was the best part of it, sadly enough. Agree, yeah, agree. You're right. You're right, right. But we'll come back to the. Oh, you know what? Well, let's just do it now. We, we, before we okay. split up, we're on this one corner, like Vanessa said. Please continue. And we were in our circles that were numbered, and we heard a voice that said, Point at the person that you think talks the most. So, you know, but it would be addressed to like person number two, point at the person that talks the most. And you'd point to someone else in the group. Uh-huh. And, you know, and I and it'd think be a person also, number three, who do you think has the least self-esteem point to them? Yeah. So you each had many, many, you know, at least, you know, three or four turns to point. Right. And people. I think. And I think at the time, we all thought we were hearing the exact same thing. Yeah. Well, that was a surprise that came later, but we're going to come back to and that. I, Since we found out about it later, I, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Sure, but sure. it all just seemed like this is more introduction testing of the equipment. Right. Nonsense. So, And it went on for a really long time, and at certain points, everybody was pointing at me, and it was all like really awesome stuff. Like, I'm hearing, who's the best looking? And I'm like, oh, everybody's pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I, we found out later, okay, we're talking about it, that we were not all hearing the same thing. The questions were different for everybody, and some of them were not nice. Well, at one point, and and I was saying, and I, it usually I, wasn't the question that you were being asked. It wasn't like if, if I'm just going to use your name instead of number sure. one. I was like Vanessa. You would hear something like, "Who do you think is going to wind up be a huge alcoholic or something like that?" <laughs> Whereas the rest of us heard. Yeah. Well, who do you think? Was, who do you think is like tells the best jokes? Exactly. We heard something innocuous, but you were actually being asked to do something, or, or right. vice versa. Exactly. Or you were being asked something really innocuous, but we all heard the question is something really mean. Like, who do you think is going to wind up, you know, being an alcoholic? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it was one person hearing one thing, and then three people hearing something totally different. Thank you for saying that in a coherent fashion because I could not get that out. I try. <laughs> it doesn't happen often. You know, and I later on when we realized that, I actually thought that was a great idea. Uh-huh, they, because it was making us feel bad. Well, it was also making – it was just a, creating this feeling of uncertainty. Like, well, one, we, we, we were doing it for a while after we went walking, and then it was just – Kind of like, what the hell are we doing? I had that thought for a moment. It's just like, it, I I didn't know. I'm like, what's the goal and how long is this going to go on? Because I didn't understand, you know, the timing of all of it. Uh huh. Uh huh. And so I'm I'm hearing all these nice questions and I'm pointing at people, and I I I, I felt terrible later because some of it was like, 
I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, who do you think is like, well, oh, who, okay. who do you want to like, who, who do you know the best? Right. And I pointed at Galaxia, and she heard, like, who do you think could lose some weight? Well, no, no, no. The one that, you, that I think we all heard you say, but you didn't, was who do you think is the most insecure about their weight? And you pointed at me, and I looked for a minute, and I'm like, nodded my head, like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Whereas that could be crushing to some people. If you were trying to make us feel bad, you had the wrong bunch of people. Absolutely, absolutely. Because, I felt you know, bad afterwards, though, when I found out like there was something no, no, about it, that guy we didn't know. Because I had a point at the person I knew the least. Right. And everybody else heard something really horrible. <laughs> like, who do you never want to see again? <laughs> yep. <laughs> who do you like the least out of anybody? Smoochie is going bananas. But that's okay. She can feel bad for a while. That's okay. And, yeah, so we got split up. Not really, because I wound up with Galaxia almost immediately. And we had to get rid of our iPods, and we had to call a secret phone number. And it was – and then <laughs> – but they made us close our eyes once we were standing there in that group, and then they separated us. So yeah. here you were out in the middle of this corner, and two. Pe- what we realized was that two people, you and Galaxia, had been taken away, and then it was Jay and I standing there. And, um, yeah, so it was kind of like, okay, where'd you guys go? Okay, that's a little alarming. That was, actually, because it was done – well, granted, we still had the earbuds in – but it was still pretty quiet, you know. It was uh, that was a little odd because I was like, okay, now what's going on? Because the thing is, what we had heard in previous years that like you had to like people would come and take you away in a car, like right. throw you in a trunk and take you away in a car. <laughs> so I could see if you close your eyes, this did not happen at all. <laughs> Which I have to say. A little while after the two of you broke off, Jay and I were there for a few minutes and had us do with her a few more things. And then he was taken away. I was the last one. And he was taken away. And then they had me walk to this corner and stand there and wait for instructions. And a black car pulled up. Uh-huh. I seriously thought, I'm like, are they going to pull me in there? Which was un- was kind of you know unnerving. But it was also like, okay, I get it. Like, that would be part of it. You know, no, it was an Uber for some, you know. Sure. sure. And, of course, it, had you not read a review of previous years, you would not know. Right. I was that kind that of that was like, even a possibility. Did they make yeah. you eat a lollipop? Yes. You had to eat a lollipop, too. I don't know and what I, that was about, either. I, I had to stand on a corner at one point. Well, he took Galaxia away, this yes. representative. We kept getting met by these 20-something white college preppy dudes. The, in, okay. In matching in suits with smiley face buttons they were all the 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 blue blazers with the tan the khaki pants with the white button down shirt and in all fairness there was one black guy i mean okay (laughs) oh you know what i i did encounter him later you're right you're right but it was still all guys it was it was all guys that had this weird fraternity feel which could have been creepy had they not all been completely (laughs) non-threatening well but there were a couple that it was just some of it and, and again maybe it's my own because I went to, I grew up at a, you know, with a lot of like a school that was a lot of old money down south, and these people, you know, it's the uniforms, everything, and they made me, like the way that they just bullied me and everything, it kind of made me. That was my own personal issues. Okay, that's, that's fine, how, that's fine, because this, this was supposed to be about it. your personal issues, which apparently I don't have any. <laughs> well, so I mean, like that was kind of like, okay, what's going on? And there was a, and what there was one point where I was like, okay, they're. Because they had you, they at least had me sit down in a rolling chair, 
they had headphones and kind of oh those blurry goggles. goggles. They did that to me too. Goggles, right? And they're pushing me down the street and. One, okay, I can see underneath, and there are cracks on the sidewalk. I'm like, knowing my luck, they're going to hit a bump. I'm going to bust it face first on the pavement. Well, that's why we signed a release beforehand. Right, exactly. The field beds will not be taken down that way. No, sir. Right. But it was just kind of weird that I, and I had a thought for a moment. Actually, I was like, I could see where a lot, or at least some females doing this would be really uncomfortable. Sure. Because it was all guys. Sure. I get that, too. I get that too, um, and for the most part, most of them weren't mean. Most some of them were non-threatening. Some of them yeah. were brusker than others. You know, sometimes yeah. someone would come up behind you and just be like, "Did you call? Did you call the number?" They're checking yeah. in on you, or just stand here, don't move, eat this lollipop before I get back. It better be gone before I get back. I ate that thing in like three seconds, and it was. I couldn't get into the bat to the wrapper. No, I was panicking too. I couldn't open the wrapping either. I was like, I even tried to rip it with my teeth. I'm like, he's gonna come back, and I haven't even gotten in the stupid wrapper. And I'm thinking, what if I was diabetic? <laughs> <laughs> is this sugar? I'm not. But this is the thing I'm thinking of. You can kill somebody doing this. You can't give people candy, make them eat and it. Then, and then it tasted like bubble gum, and I was like, is it actually gum? Should I start chewing it, or is it actually a lollipop? Oh, I chewed the whole thing. I chew. I bit the whole thing off in one big chunk and i was choking on it when he came back but i did it i did it and um yeah so i met a guy at one point and he was super nice telling me how cool i was and nice and everything and explaining <laughs> the organization and how it was supposed to make people feel bad and I, I had to pass a test so i had to go and find a random person on the street mm-hmm. and make them feel bad so i picked right. my target and he's like, no, not her, not her. You have to go over to him. Because there was oh, a girl, no. I looked across the street, and she had just sneezed. I'm like, well, she's going to die. <laughs> well, she's got David, something. There's something wrong with her. She's got she's got multiple sclerosis or something. She's going to die. <laughs> I can make fun they, of that. They didn't tell me to pick a random person. They said, go up to that guy and make him feel bad. Yeah. They specifically pointed him out. And you went before me, so maybe they figured you were the problem. I am the problem. they had to correct it for me. But it turns out the girl I picked was part of it too because uh, Galaxia was yelling or maybe Jay was. I don't rem- or maybe it was yeah. you. I don't remember. Somebody was yelling at the girl, but I had to go to the guy oh. across the street and I'm supposed to make him feel bad and I just had nothing. I, same with me. Well, I'm, okay, I'm me- not into this. I just don't really get what we're doing. This is clearly a plant. I don't feel like making him bad and he wasn't doing anything or there wasn't anything about him that ch- I need inspiration. No, me too. I'm not I mean, a machine. Too. Yeah, I of just, course. After it was over, I had plenty of nasty things to say, but at the time, I'm just like, "Your exactly. coat's stupid." I'm looking. I'm looking, and I'm like, I, I started after I said some things, and he was just. He did. I think I threw him off because I wasn't like yelling or anything. I don't know what he thought, but then there was a point where I just purposely, because I didn't have any inspiration, you know, I just stopped saying anything, and I just started giving him the evil eye. And then he, and there was one point where he's just like. You're just going to stand there and not say anything? I'm like, I don't think I necessarily need to. <laughs> I mean, Zing. And, I and I don't know how many people have done that, but it, she was just like looking at me like, you are weird. Which apparently when I had, I, when I encountered one of them before that, I was and they're explaining what it was. They're like, well, trying to get it out of you. Like the point of this is to make someone feel bad. Well, they're trying to pull whatever out of you, and I'm using 25, 50 cent vocabulary words and phrases, and the guy's looking at me like, break it down smaller, simpler Ugh. than that. And he looked at me and was like, 
less existential. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I just, I, I think I, I don't know. You're you guys cool. were there before first, so. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, he's and he's giving, he's trying to feed me some like, oh, that girl over there, I really like her, and she won't even talk to me anymore. And it was the girl that I had initially picked out as my victim. Mm-hmm. I had plenty yeah. of stuff for her, and now I'm pissed. I have to go talk to this guy. Now, of right. course, I've come up with stuff. <laughs> like, this is your job. And he was so bland. Oh my god, so boring. And I eventually just stopped talking and turned my back on him. And I was like, I'm just yeah. gonna wait for somebody to get me because I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I've right. got nothing, so I'm annoyed at this whole thing. Anyway, and we're, we're being taken to headquarters, and this I just didn't understand at all. This was the problem. Like There was lots of moving around with nothing. Yeah. I guess this ro- rolling around in a wheelchair was supposed to be scary. I'm happy to be sitting down. Yeah. And like you said, I could see out the side, so I know exactly where I am. I know this neighborhood. I'm not anyplace strange. I'm not in the woods right. like I would have been on Long Island, which would have been terrifying. And it's bright. I mean, it, granted, it was... What, seven-something at night? But it only went to 10 o'clock, for Christ's sake. It wasn't like we're ever going to be doing it at 2 o'clock in the morning. No, I think we were finished by 8, if not before. Well, I knew it was only going to be a half-hour experience. Which I didn't expect it to be super long, but it was that was before the time change, so it still wasn't super dark. At no, that it point. was it was it was it wasn't sunshine either, but it was right. Yeah, it was. Yeah, well, that, yes, that was the dark. You wanted dark, you got dark now. It was dark out. Yeah. But exactly. yeah, so we got to this whole thing, and we had to meet the commander in chief, and it was in somebody's apartment again. And uh, we're supposed to tell him stuff, and I'm just like, I don't care, I don't care. They forced a piece of paper in our pocket that they're like you have to give him this. Yeah, and, and was, then he and they didn't want you to say anything, but I just felt like it was kind of like as along the way, I'm like, so so where are we going with this? I kind of felt like it was all. Bland introduction, and it was like, okay, give me a meat of what is going to happen or what might, you know, some clue. Yeah. Am I going to be punished for making feel making people feel bad at the end of this, or am I going to be made to feel bad myself? Because at the end, none of that happened. Right. I mean, I didn't give the guy the thing. I was just holding the piece of paper in my hand, and he took it, and he's like, why did you give me this? I'm like, I didn't give it to you, douche. Yeah, it wasn't you in my pocket. You took it. It wasn't yeah. yeah. You cuz somebody obviously gave this to me and I don't even know what's happening. I just would like this to be over. And thankfully it was at this point. I was the first one out and I was standing outside. Mm-hmm. Cuz the last thing they told you was like, uh, just, just go home, go to sleep. We'll be watching. Yeah, well, and they that was the point when I encountered the only girl that was doing it. Yeah, there was a girl in the apartment who talked to me about something for and, tw- and 12 seconds. Just, yeah, and there was some slight there was some dark with some black curtains, but it was so just so limited that I was like cuz when we got it when I got in there I was like, "Well, that's a big introduction. Oh, and now, okay." And then I was like, "That that's it." But the kind of weird thing that got me that I was when I was talking to you guys later was that the picture or whatever that they stuck in our pockets, because we yeah. apparently had the same picture, yeah. looked very similar to one of my high school pictures of myself. And I was just like, wait. That would have been weird. Like, it was just for – I had a second. I was like, what? That would have been weird if they Facebook stalked you and used pictures of you. That would have been weird. But no, they didn't they do that clever. either. They weren't that clever. But it was over. At this point, it was yeah. over. And there was nothing st- – 
about the dark. There was nothing about fear. There was nothing about anything. It was making other people feel bad, which I guess was supposed to make us feel bad. And I'm waiting for people to come out now. And I had this face on. You can't see the face I'm doing, but picture my face all like scrunchy and confused looking. And if you saw the video, the live video that I posted on Facebook, you know the face. Go look, go look at the face. Yeah. And then Galaxy came out, and then every, one by one everybody came out, and we're just like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Because, like, again, I kept expecting there it to escalate, and I, you know, at least at the end, I expected it to escalate, and it really didn't. No, it, it didn't go anywhere. And I was just felt like, okay, you're just rushing me around in circles for a lot of nothing. I mean, there were, yeah, there were a few things that was like, okay. I mean, us standing in the circle, I think, you know, listening to whatever the uh, yeah the, the questions, yeah questions and pointing at one another that was the best part that was the best part because we didn't figure it out till we went for drinks later that we were all hearing something different exactly and that was fun and had there been more of that where we made made to not trust the other people in our group yes exactly that that would have been fun but there was just there was no threat there was no thrills there was just it was dumb and I forgot about this that night to talk about it that Mm -hmm. night but there was a point I got put in a phone booth and I had to take the oath yeah. In the phone booth with me, like sitting on top of the phone, A, the fact that there were this many phone booths left in New York was amazing to me, but whatever. Okay, but there's a fo- I'm in the phone booth, and this guy's blocking me in with an umbrella, making yes. me take the oath, and he's hurting me because he's making me put both arms up, and I have bursitis. So I'm in pain, but on top of the phone is a Snapple bottle filled with urine. Oh, okay. That was gone by the time I was there. Or it was a different phone booth. <laughs> oh, that's possible. And so I don't know what he was saying because I'm thinking, A, I hurt, and B, that's urine. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I'm in a very small space, and I can't move, and I'm in pain, and there's pee in here, and I just, I'm over this. Well, and I was shocked because there were like two phone booths, I think, or something that I had to go through. And it was just each of them, I was like, wow, there's actually a phone in here, like a real phone. <laughs> and in the second one, it, it rang – and it was a guy's cell phone, but it was the exact ring of like a New York, you know, regular uh, phone booth. And I went to answer it, and the guy's like, "Really? It's 2016." I'm like, "I don't know what you guys are doing." Uh huh. Thank you. I thought oh, that would have been clever. We're in a fucking phone booth for God's sake, which you made us use already earlier when we had to make a phone call. So why don't you shut up? Feel bad? Now I'll make you feel bad. This stunk. There was not, and the thing is, there was nothing. Halloween about it. Why they only run this no. at Halloween is beyond me. No. I think they had – when we initially finished, you know, I came out and the three of you guys were looking at me like – we all had the same look of, what, huh? what, did, uh, we, what did we just do? And, uh-huh. and we were walking d- down the street and my, my initial thought was, well, this, that was kind of lame. But then once we got, you know, sat down, we're ha- we were having drinks and we we're talking about the the question thing. I was like, okay, that was kind of neat, but I felt like there were so many missed opportunities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I I don't know anybody else who's done it to see if they had a better experience with it. Right. I asked around, nobody else has done it, and I say good. I say because I, 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 my advice to you, li- dear listeners, if nyctophobia, if you see them advertised at a big city, don't do them. If it's out in the yeah. woods, go do it there. That sounds like yeah. it would be terrifying. Absolutely. Because you're yeah. in you're, – I'm in my backyard. Right. Pretty much. I'm not scared on these streets. I'm not scared of talking to people on the streets. I'm not scared of talking to fake strangers. I right. am scared of that bottle of urine. 
<laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, let me back up. I think I said it that night. The only time where I was really like had a moment of just what the hell. And I was really uneasy is when they I'd seen whatever the leader or whatever nonsense. Uh-huh. And they're having. To yeah, the 22 year old leader. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. I'm like, seriously, I can bitch slap you and you run off. But so I was they have you push you out the door of the apartment and you're at the top of stairs and they tell you to go down and not make a sound. And there's three of those guys like all like, and it just like these, like it looked like these, you know, all frat boys like holding their lips up and they're looking at me. And then they start beckoning for me to come down. And I'm like, am I going to get raped? What? I mean, like, I knew that wasn't going to happen, but it had no, a moment. No it had a moment of what, what the fuck? Like, uh, yeah, it was just. Meanwhile, they're probably just all on their smoke break. Exactly, exactly. Because that I did not encounter that. I went. I just got. I just went out, and it was downstairs by myself, and it was done. And it was good because then we could go get drinks. Right, right, right. Which was, was the best part of the evening. Exactly. I, I just see that one. The name was misleading, and two, they had missed opportunities. Uh huh. Uh-huh. They have a lot of missed opportunities. Uh-huh. I don't understand the great reviews at all. And you know what? You're hearing it here first. Nictophobia can bite my butt. We're going to take a quick little pause because Smoochie is going bananas. And we're back. So fortunately, I did get to go to a great house this year, and it was the first thing I did. And that was a brand new house, and it was called The Uninvited Colon Awakening. Yes. Which is a really clumsy title. Agreed. Uh-huh. And anything with colon in it is hilarious to me. Like, what, what are you <laughs> trying to do? But as it turns out, it was an absolute treat. Um, and you know, you were describing that at the end of the night, and I was like, why couldn't it have – why couldn't this thing that we went to have been what you went to before that? Yeah. Well, I wish I had just taken everybody to that instead, but – that's okay. I know, I know, I know, because this, this, well, we'll get into this, but um, yeah. So it's all the way up in Harlem. It's on 116th Street, and you had to get a time block. It was only in one-hour chunks, and I didn't really know anything about it at all. The website was not vague per se, but uh, it was, you know, saying, you know, it was going. It was New York's only full contact house. Right. Right, and being. Having survived blackout several times and knowing that kind of full contact, that's what I was expecting. It was not that kind of house, and that's totally okay. Same thing. You had to sign a release. Very, very organized. Um, And it's in this old building. I forget the name of it, but the basement of it used to be uh, horse stables back in the day, industrial horse stables. So it's this weird, vast, massive maze of concrete yeah. yeah, cells. There's some great buildings up there. Yeah, and while I'm waiting to go and say, oh my god, she's still going. I can't, I can't with this cat. Just keep going. Um, <laughs> you know, the time comes. Of course, I got there early, and there's nobody there, and I thought maybe there'd be a waiting room inside. No. So of course, this is the other 15 degree night. So I'm in Harlem and freezing. Right. Great, brilliant. Right. But finally, you know, it's time to go through and. Um, to go past the, the main gate and walking down this pitch black alley to get to the door was genuinely terrifying. 
See, that, like, yeah, that at least sounds like, okay, you're getting in some sort of mood for it. Because it was just me, too. So it's just me well, walking yeah. in by myself. I'm walking down a dark alley, and I could see the people that are wait- waiting at the door up there. But still, it's a good 200-foot patch of dark. I'm like, this is kind of creepy. I said, this is my little urban boy going, this is a bad place to be. <laughs> you don't want to be here. But we're waiting in line to get into that, the main room. And the guys behind me were saying, oh, yeah, this is where they shot New Jack City back in okay. the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. And so fast forwarding a bit, when I'm walking, wandering through this maze of concrete cells, I kept waiting to turn the corner or walk into one of these cells and find a whole bunch of naked women cutting up cocaine. <laughs> That sort of would have uh, thrown you for a loop. <laughs> yeah. So we get inside, and it's this big main holding area, and I'm there's about maybe 100 people in this group. And, of course, I'm already picking out the people who are annoying me. Be like, oh, it's dark in here. I'm going to take out my cell phone. Use the flashlight. You're an asshole. I hate you. Yeah. And I'm noticing some people have these orange uh, day glow, you know, the glow stick necklaces on. <laughs> I'm annoyed at them. Right. Because I'm like, well, you're just ruining it for everybody. It turns out they paid extra. Oh. <laughs> those are those 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 are the chicken necklaces. This is the don't touch me necklace. Okay. Ooh la la. So I said, okay, I figured that out. And sure. So we finally get in there, and this spectral spirit appears up on this platform, and she's fabulous. She's got like long black hair. She's got the wind machine going. It's all Beyonce <laughs> and shit. And she's explaining <laughs> that we have crossed over. The portals into the portals of, of purgatory. This is this is a doorway to purgatory, and now that you're inside, it's before your time. You don't belong here yet. Uh, the only way out is to find your way through. Right. And your path through hell is of your own choosing. Fortune favors the bold. And then she closed with very cryptically, "Hail Lillian, fear Lillian." <laughs> Lillian Hellman. What? Lillian's my Sorry. mom's name. I'm like, I already do both of those things. But it was such an odd thing to end with. I went, what? Right. What? No, I was excited by the first point because I said, ah, they've taken a clue because that's the exact phrase they use when you go see Sleep No More, which is a, a, a year-round it's attraction thing in New York. I did an episode on it years uh, years yeah, yeah. ago with Elaine Acker. If you don't know what it is, folks, go back, find that episode, Sleep No More, because it is a pretty fabulous thing. It's not a haunted house. It's uh, in, in immersive theater, Macbeth, in a haunted hotel. Go listen to that. We're not talking about that now. But their whole thing was Fortune Favors the Bulb, which means you are free to explore this space. Right. And they said any door that is closed is not for you. Don't go through it. However, anything else is fair game. Now the gates to hell open. Okay. And it's this very, very wide hallway with a gentle slope. So you are now walking down (laughs) into the bowels of hell. And this is all very effective. And it's starting to fill up with fog. And it's that fog that they've lit so that it becomes opaque. Yes. Yeah. So you really cannot see anything. You cannot tell where the walls are. You can't tell where the floors are. You And it's like this throughout mm-hmm. 99% of the experience that you are walking blind. And every now and then you're starting to get senses of people, the denizens of hell, coming out. Ah, they're here to greet you all. Ah. So everybody in my group is running and screaming <laughs> in a straight line. 
Oh, okay. And this is me going, I'm old. I can't see. I'm going to hold back a bit. So I'm letting the pack go. Well, it's also the mentality, okay, stupid people, you go forward. I'll hang. Yeah, exactly. And I said, okay, this is how it's going to be. It's just going to be this hallway and people going, blah, blah, which they weren't kind of doing. To an, but then I realized this is just your hello, welcome to hell. The experience has not fully begun. Because while I'm doing this, in the fog, I start to see a doorway off to the side, and it's open. Yeah. And I said, huh, nobody's going in there, but they said any door that's open is fair game. Fortune favors the bold. Yep. So I broke off from the group, and that's when I ran into a denizen of hell. They were Not all of them were evil. Some were friendlier right. than others. See, this guy in voodoo attire who whisked me off and did some kind of voodoo reading with the beads and the drawing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was very excited to see me, and he was saying, ask questions. Ask everyone questions. Do not be afraid of them. They are more afraid of you than you are. They are more afraid of her than you are of them. Yeah. Solve the mystery. Find the Lillians. That's your way out. <laughs> and I'm like, what is with this Lillian bullshit? Again, you say that you're talking about the Lillian thing. I just, I'm like, yeah. Why oh, I, you- I know. It's my mom. <laughs> My mom's in, my my mom is the queen of hell apparently. But I could understand that they use the name Lilith, you know, which is the original. I mean, basically, uh-huh. Satan or Lucifer's first, you know, uh-huh. became bride because she was Adam's first wife, who, you know, was basically sent to hell. So because of whatever. I get it. I get it. She was, woman. She sure. was too. Makes- she was not feminine enough. She was not subservient enough. She was. Right. Anyway, are we talking about her? No, we're talking about her. No, no, it's perfectly fine. But now I figure out, ah, so on top of all of this, there's a bit of a mystery to solve. On top of this, choose your own adventure, find your way through. And okay. so now I'm more emboldened. And I, I, you know, I'm walking through. I find some. I find a girl in a cage named Tess. She's like this saloon girl. She's pretty fabulous. She's ready to play. <laughs> She's a saucy broad. Well. Kind of like Tessa the Jibberville's, I guess. Yeah, so she's in this, uh, she's in this cage, yeah, and she's like, she's like hey, you want to see something really scary? You want to see something really scary? Hey, handsome, come over here to see something really scary. And I came over to the cage. I said, show me something scary, Tess. She goes, cage isn't locked. She opened the door. I'm like, you're funny. I like you. She's like, I like you. So I'm, <laughs> I'm flirting my way through hell. And while none of this is particularly scary, the mood and the atmosphere is what's making this work and the sense work and the sense of exploring and the sense of something to evolve. And she's like, "You should go down there. You should meet Lillian." I'm like, "What? Okay, there's Liz a Lillian. Okay, Lillian's down here." And so I find Lillian. It's another girl in a cage. It's got this spectral, freaky ass lighting, and she's like a little girl type thing. And she's right. just singing little songs and stuff. I'm going, this is who I'm supposed to fear? <laughs> I don't really get this. Perhaps I should keep exploring. Other people are getting pulled in for like one-on-one things, kind of like Sleep No More Again with right. other denizens of hell. And what's fun here is that not all of the cells had someone or something in them. Some of them were yeah. fully decorated but had no one in them. But I found that interesting as well. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, there was one, like I said, I went in and it was all, you know, tarot cards 
mm-hmm. set out and stapled to the walls. It was a room that was just filled with dolls. There was there was nobody in it, but clearly that person was out doing something. But just being in a room full of dolls in hell. Spooky. That dressing counts a lot. Uh huh. Uh huh. I finally run. I'm walking around by myself, and. I don't know where I am. I could be walking in circles. I don't have any idea. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen anybody in a long time. And I hear screaming, group screaming in the distance. And I said, I should go towards that screaming, which goes against any survival instinct (laughs) that a normal person would have. But I'm like, okay, I need to at least somewhat find my way through. And I run into the bellhop. Okay. There's a guy in a bellhop costume, again, who was... Helpful because I guess I was polite. He's like, are you lost, sir? Can I help you? I said, I'm just trying to find my way back to the group. I'm following the screaming. And he says, you're probably better off on your own anyway. You'll have a better time. I said, I know. (laughs) I know. But since the guy had said earlier, ask questions, I said, this is the guy to ask. I said, can you explain to me? I keep hearing about Lillian. What is this about Lillian? And he explains, Lillian is the most evil soul that has ever lived. She is, in fact, so evil that the powers that be split that evil soul into three to diffuse oh. to diffuse her power. Okay. And she is, she is caged here. Okay. And it, it might be wise to get on the Lillian's good side. Okay. If you are to you know, get your way through. I said, okay, so I have to find all the Lillians. So there's three Lillians and I gotta find them. Cool. Okay. Scavenger hunt. <laughs> and so I just and he said, well, you know, we'll have to keep her, keep her in, in case otherwise she might rise. I said, okay. Uh, so just curious, just off the top of my head, what are the chances of her rising? While I'm down here, he's like, slim to none. I said, great. (laughs) You you just lied to me. (laughs) But anyway, like I said, there's stuff to to do and things to solve. Like I figured out, okay, there's past past Lillian, present Lillian, future Lillian. Okay. So that's why one was a little girl, one's a woman, one's a a young woman, one's an old woman. Right. It's a traditional, you know, maiden, woman, hag kind of. Right. Right, and some were more fun than others. I had a great time with uh, Lillian Past, who was all dressed in oldie-timey clothes. I must have talked to her for seven minutes. She wanted to play a game with me. She She was like, I just wanted to know if you were to kill someone, someone you really hated, how would you do it? And I said, I'm gonna be completely honest. I'm gonna get on Lillian's good side. I'm flirting my way with the flirting with the hell out of the gay man is flirting with the most evil woman in hell. Well, of course you would. Uh huh. And so That's since and since she had since she had someone that wasn't running away, she was completely game. We had a wonderful, terrifying conversation about horrible right. things that I will never reveal here or okay. anywhere because it was special and it was magical. But here's the thing. I went off and went it was exploring all these other things. When it got to the end, which I will get mm-hmm. into to a degree, there was the mass of people didn't understand what was going on. They're like, who is that? What's going on? What's happening? What's happening? I'm like, you didn't go off on your own. You just ran in a straight line and you've been standing here for twenty five minutes. 
Right, exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> You're stupid. I'm having a I'm having a fucking ball down here. Yeah. Because the makeup was great, the costumes were great, because the denizens of hell were all different walks of life, all different time periods, and all of these actors were really game. And yes, there was touching, but for the most part, for me, right. it might have been they will they will, you know, take you by the shoulder from behind and point you in the direction where you need to go. Like if you're walking right. down a hallway, you don't need to be down or not supposed to be. Things like that. Or they might grab your hand or something like right. that. Right. It wasn't the pick you up from behind, smash you into the wall and like dry hump you for 10 minutes like you got at the blackout. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. No, no. Uh, but and some great mental imagery. Like I came across a nun – None in hell, totally evil none, with a burning Bible. Okay, Dad. Yeah, this she's just holding this Bible that is just permanently on fire. It was a great prop, and it was a great look. And my battery's gonna run low, but we're just gonna keep pressing on. All right, I had to unplug the. You don't care. Yeah, that's okay. But there was a story here. It was rich. It was fun. Yes, somebody performs the ritual. To bring the Lillians right. together and Lillian Rose. And it was this fantastic giant puppet with glowing eyes and like insane stringy hair. And I'm laughing because I thought it was brilliant. Other people are running and screaming going, what is that? Who is that? What's that supposed to be? I mean, you're all stupid. You're all sheep. You just ran through this like you were in a slaughterhouse, you idiots. Meanwhile, but, you're cackling with joy. <laughs> oh, I loved it. No, it was, it was a wonderful, dense, rich, layered experience that you got out of it, what you put in. Of course. Which is rare in a thing like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there would be certain points, like if you've seen Sleep No More, there would be parts where they would corral people. You mm-hmm. were free to wander around, but clearly on a time limit, they'd be like, okay, we need to start getting people riled up. But everybody went to a different segment. So you might have had a – like I got to go to a, a Ouija board reading thing that right. other people didn't get to see. So everybody's path was their own. As well, right. so if you actually did get broken up and did go explore things, you had a completely different story than anybody else did going mm-hmm. through. And yeah. I talked to the guy who um, put it all together, who mm-hmm. who's worked on all the, the the best houses all around the country. And what he said was the plan was for, to have installations of this around the country. I hope I'm getting this right uh, with different parts of the story, okay. and the story will continue. From year to year. This is just the first chapter. Okay. And I said, am I correct in 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 the name of this place, the uninvited? That refers to us, right? He yeah. said, yep, you're not supposed to be there. And it's Lillian's <laughs> Awakening. I said, I love you. I lo-. He was yeah. cute. He was cute, too. He was a cutie, 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 cutie bear. I went back and gave him my card. It was supposed to be for business. It was totally flirting, though. I hope you're listening. I'm single. I'm 46 and single. Hi. <laughs> Even though I probably just gave out completely mis- wrong information about the house. But The Awakening, keep an eye on it. If it opens up in your city next year, go. It won't be the same story. Well, Even if it is the same story that I got this time, it won't be for you. But still, the choose-your-own-adventure kind of feel, that's, that, that's inevitable exciting than just being, okay, go in this shit line, push you over here, push you over there. Uh-huh. Everybody else wants. Yeah. 
uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it wasn't all blah. Like they actually had people who had to be in character. And, you know, some of the people were more frightening than the others. Some of them were nonverbal. Some of them were more, less human than others. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Well, it was just creative. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it seemed, it seemed to me like they had thousands of actors down there. They probably right. didn't. It just seemed like there were so many of them. I had this wonderful interaction. I just stumbled into a cell. There was the woman jumping on the bed, this girl jumping on the bed, and there's this deranged <laughs> woman who, like, leapt out at me. She's like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? I'm just, I'm just passing by. I'm just pa- – like, this is clearly not a person to flirt with or interact with. She's like, you get in here. You get on the bed. Get on the bed. So I, I'm like, okay. So I got on the bed. And I started jumping. She's like, no, jump on the bed. <laughs> Yes, my bad. Don't jump on a bed. You want a drink? You want a drink? You want a drink? I'm like, okay. I can't find my drink. Do you have my drink? No, no. I'm just, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> so like, there was, there was. <laughs> and one of the better parts too, I found a staircase. It wasn't lit. A staircase going up. There's right. nobody around. I'm like, is this game? And so I'm slowly going up the staircase. Absolutely terrified. <laughs> <laughs> it turned out there was nothing up there. It went nowhere. There was a closed door at the top of the staircase. But I'm like, he just had me terrified for two minutes with nothing. Like the, win- like the Winchester house in California. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a it was a closed door, so clearly I wasn't supposed to be there. But it was, but it was I'm like that was great. You you had absolutely nothing to do. Just turn off the lights and point me at a staircase. And I was absolutely what? shitting my pants for two minutes. Well, and you were by yourself too. That that adds to it as well. I mean, I- even if I wasn't. Even if I've gone with mm-hmm. people, I think I would have split off from you guys. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. If it, if the path through hell is my own, I do want it to be my own. Sure. Sure. Of course. So I kicked off the season in the best possible way and ended it really lamely with nyctophobia. And I wish I could have shared the first with you, Vanessa. You would have loved uh, it. Yes. You I love know. the costume because you're a costume gal. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Next year, though, you have it. I'm absolutely there. Okay. Absolutely. Fantastic. So that's going to wrap this up for you. Uh, if people want to like find you on Twitter and stuff or Instagram, how do people do that, Vanessa? I'm at Nitty Monkey Girl. That's K N I T T Y M N K Y G R R L. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like vowels, do you? Well. Yeah, you gotta be different. Fuck. Well, they cost too much on the Wheel of Fortune anyway. You gotta, you gotta economize when you can. Okay. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you for sharing sharing late Halloween with me. Woo. Oh, uh, oh. Halloween never too late to share. Thank you. Thank you. One more thing. Yes. Boo. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh yeah, I was supposed to be scared. Sorry, I'm going back to the nyctophobia. I was supposed to be scared of something. No. <laughs> Could you use less words? Can you be a little less cryptic? Could you like not 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 be all like smart and stuff when you respond to me? Thank you. Okay, I love you. See you yeah. soon, baby. Cool. Talk to you later. So that is going to conclude the voicemail and really super cool guest host segment of the show. There's a couple of email things I want to address. First of all, listener Jack. Uh, he's been going through some hard times at home, and he reached out to express how the show has been helping him through these hard times. So I'm not going to read your email because it's very personal. But big hug to you, Jack. Huggy squeezy, huggy squeezy, but in a totally helpful healing way. Also, listener Lee Anthony really wants me to say hi to him. 
on the show like he wants it really bad. Highly Anthony. What's going on? Does your mama know you listen to this show, Lee Anthony? Does your mom listen to the show? Because she's totally welcome. That would be awesome. I need more moms on this show. I love the moms. Not mine, apparently, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. So, Hiley Anthony, thank you for writing. My gosh, such an attention whore. I love it. I love it. Dance for me. Dance for me. Give me a beat, Lee Anthony. See what I did there? See what I did there? That was a private joke just between you and me, Lee Anthony. And it went out over the internet for everyone else to wonder, what the fuck did that mean? Well, you know, they'll never know. They don't have to know. It's our little secret. Except my little secret's kind of big. I might be talking about my asshole right now. (laughs) Couldn't keep it sexy. Tried to keep it sexy. Tried to make it about my big wiener. Instead, wound up being about my big asshole. Welcome to Scream Queens, ladies and gentlemen. Where it's all about my big asshole. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I will accept that. Scream Queens, the podcast where horror goes to Patrick's asshole. On a more serious note, I had an email from a listener out there whose name I will not mention, and the content of the email I will only address in general. Uh, She's going through a very, very hard time. She's a teenager. She's 17 years old, and she lives in a very red state, and she just recently accepted that she is a lesbian, and... Her family is not accepting, and they are all Trump supporters, and a family member suggested that, well, hey, well, I heard this conversion therapy that Mike Pence is suggesting works really well, and she's scared and alone. She doesn't know any other gay people or lesbian people or anyone else in that umbrella. Rainbow people. I'm just going to call them... I hate I hate all the letters the LGBT because we keep adding them and I just I'm just gonna call you all what you're all under the rainbow with me so rainbow people that's what I'm doing from now on you heard it here first I'm not labeling you that you can call yourself whatever you want to call but for my purposes because I keep tripping over the letters it's going to be rainbow people from now on so there we are but yeah she's um she reached out and my heart broke. It's bad enough going through this with in, in a big city, big liberal city, when you're comfortable with who you are and you are accepted for who you are, but she's not there. And to have a relative suggest that, well, why don't we just electrocute it out of you is unacceptable. I gave her some phone numbers to call. I gave her the Trevor Project, which deals with gay youth, and suggested to talk to a friend of mine who is a um, social worker in the area where this girl lives and baby you came to the right place thank you for opening up a lot of people are scared right now and rightly so I'm not scared anymore because I got angry and then I took all that anger and I've been channeling it into good stuff I've been at several of the protests which have been peaceful as they should be And yes, I have been criticized. People say, why are you being so dramatic? It's not going to change anything. And I said, well, they told, to quote Coco Peru, I didn't say this. I'm not going to take credit for this. Miss Coco Peru said, when addressed with a similar question, she said, that's 
They said that when my friends were dying of AIDS in the 80s and were marching in, in the streets and fighting for their lives because the government wasn't paying attention, they told them that they were dramatic too. And we're here again, unfortunately, and I've fallen back into act-up mode. I'm not going to be angry at people individually. I'm going to be angry at the uh, upper echelon, if you will, because until somebody tells me that my fears are unwarranted from that level, I'm going to continue to make my voice heard. I'll be doing it here. I'll be doing it on the streets, and I'll be calling my representatives in government every damn day if I need to until I get some answers, because let me explain something to you. Big reveal, something I have wanted to talk about on the show since it began, but just shied away from it, and I can feel myself shying away from it now, but here we go. I've been living with HIV since 2003. I've been undetectable since 2005, and I'm quite healthy and very happy. But apparently, the powers that be are planning on taking away my health insurance. That's right there in the 100-day plan. Now, there's been some flip-flopping in the past few days, and we know the big orange one flip-flops on flip-flops, flip-flops on a dime, and you know how I hate flip-flops of all kinds, until I get confirmation that that's not going to happen or what the plan is going to be, I have to keep screaming, and I have to scream now. I can't afford to wait, because if this goes into effect, I don't know what's going to happen. If you take away my ACA health insurance and make it go private, I'm not going to be accepted. I have a pre-existing chronic condition. And also, you're planning on cutting Medicare, which helps. You're talking about cutting the Ryan White Act, which helps pay for my medications, which amount to $3,000 a month if I bought them over the counter. And part of me wonders, huh, if that happens, how long do you have before the virus takes over again? I don't know. I don't know. But now that I've opened the door here, come out of yet another closet. We're going to find out one way or another. I'd like to point out that I'm saying this without any histrionics, that any undue drama. I'm stating facts. I have adopted a kind of calm resolve to all of this. I'm not looking to overturn the vote as it turned out. That's it is what it is if the Electoral College thing happens to float the other way. If we can convince them of that, that's great. But I just need answers about what's happening to me. And not just me, all the other people that are in the same boat, all the other HIV-positive people of all colors and creeds who rely on these things to keep themselves alive. The time for me to shout is now. Because if things are going down the way they're going down, my time is limited. I told you things were going to get a little heavy here, and that's all I wanted to say on the subject for now. Except I wanted to say 
that this is a safe space. This will always be a safe space. If you are in a situation or if you need to talk about something, I am here. You have the email. The voicemail is not the place to call. If you private me on Facebook or you send me a tweet, I will answer you and we can talk. If you're afraid, if you're scared, if you're angry, I'm here. And there's no use in anybody being angry and scared alone. It's not the time for that. Come together, kids. We fought this kind of war before. And I'm living proof that change can happen. But not in silence. Because once again, kids, silence equals death. Okay? All right. That's going to wrap this puppy up for this episode. I want to thank everybody who called in. That would be Robin, Michael, Angela, Stacy, Jeff, Timmy, and TJ. And another special thank you to my guests this week, Jay the Hawn Cub and Vanessa. Thank you for coming on and making this post-Halloween spectacular. I can't keep using spectacular for everything, but you know what I mean. It's too too late now. It's out there. Done. Thank you for coming on and making things even more fabulous than they were going to be anyhow. Now, if you want to get in contact with the show, please give me a call at 917-720-2047 or you can write me an email for any reason at crew at screamqueens.com. And as always, that's Queens with a Z. You can like me on Facebook by doing a search on Scream Queens Horror Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Scream Queens, of course, with a Z. And I'm on Instagram as no tiara for you, as well as Scream Queens. On the next episode, we're going to have a very special Thanksgiving episode because we can't get enough of holidays here. I'm going to have two guests on, and we're going to be doing another flashback to the 1970s made-for-TV movie mayhem bit of craziness. We're going to be talking about the movie Crowhaven Farm, starring Hope Lang. And you can find that on YouTube. Crowhaven is one word. C-R-O-W-H-A-V-E-N Farm. If you can't spell that, I can't help you. You want to play along at home? You know where to find it now. And I hope you do, because this is a good one. This is a good one. What or does it have to do with Thanksgiving? Absolutely nothing, but it's about witches in puritanical times, and they kind of look like pilgrims. Done and done. So, until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, the Scream Queen's golden rule, fight or flight, survive the night, make it through the final reel, baby. Bye. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com. Bitches! <laughs> what keeps blooping?